West West show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the MTR the Clip, the EOTC. My name is Cams, and we're right here in the heart of West Auckland. I'm here with the brothers Liddy and Yash. What's up, Mosos? Sabus. What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, it's good to see your face again, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Good to have you back, brother. Been a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, let's do some shout outs. Let's go, Yash. I guess uh, I was at uh, T Ball yesterday, and then I was t- uh, talking to one of the, one of the dads and. He was saying how he, um, I was saying, like, we're just talking generally. He's saying how he, he brought his kids up on, like, not on any, like, devices and stuff like that. So I guess the, I thought it was pretty impressive, eh? But he said it was, it was exhausting. They're just getting into stuff now. Like, and he says it's been good, like, they have little breaks and stuff. But yeah, I guess so shout out to all those, like, parents, man, who, um, cause we didn't do it, but, um, who bring up their kids up without, like, devices. And I think that's impressive. I, I wish we did do that. We didn't. Um, we were lazy, but um, yeah, shout out to all the parents who, like, I don't know, make it because you know, you have to, if you don't do that, uh, like, if you do that, you have to, like, engage in, like, make up games or, like, you know, paperwork or artwork or whatever, make them play outside. You know, you have to plan it out, sort of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. So shout out to all the parents who who didn't bring them up on technology. That, that, that was my thought. I thought it was impressive. Oh, my just a shout out to short man, shout out to my dog Mickey, um, and um, Pinto. Supposed to meet up on Waitangi Day over at um, Paz Park. I didn't end up going, I stayed home. The nice aircon in my sitting room, but um, got to catch up with the bro after the um, Waitangi at Waititi. Um, every Mickey's took the Kira and her partner over to Max for a swim, man, in the water. Very, you know, when people say their stuff is cold. You generally believe them, mate, because when they hop out and you sit next to them, you can feel the cold coming off their body. Mm. So it's like, man, I don't know what the water was, but yeah, shout out to those guys. And another shout out to my doggo, Devita uh, Maka. He popped in on Friday for a haircut. Uh, I was lucky, Skucks. First time I've seen the bow in a while, actually. Um, since I picked up a packet of um, timber from him. Yeah, shout out to my doggo, Gulfstar. And my last shout out to, um, to my daughter, Kyle. He's been um he's my my youngest baby that's that's cool so I do the school drop off and it's nice to drop her off. I've had someone offer to, if they want me me to let them do the school drop off, but I sort of just told them, oh man, you know they don't stay young forever, so might as well just enjoy the school drop off to like while I can. Eh? Nice, nice. They reference my shout out. What about you? How about you, Kels? Yeah, I just want to make a shout out to all the listeners of the. West West Network podcast, especially the listeners of the this podcast, the EOTC, into the clip. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page on social media. Uh, the EOTC into the clip Facebook page is a private page, so answer the questions and jump in. You get to um, just put up some articles or make some comments, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Also, I want to take this moment to make a shout out to the Tawa for family for um, the loss of their of the brother. Their brother George, who passed away last week, the John and um, Matt and James are over there in Brisbane. Just take this opportunity to shout out to them, and, uh, and they were, we're thinking about you guys. And yeah, man, that's me. So, how's your week been, boys? 
No, it's good. Um, it was a uh, second week back at work. Uh, we had it was a sort of like three days last week. Oh, there were uh, a couple of weeks back, and then four week, four days last week because of the Waitangi. So it's good, like building back into it. You know, the first week is a bit tired, but now I'm sort of back into routine. So normal, normal full week uh, this week. Uh, no, no uh, public holidays or anything like that. Uh, get, yeah, getting to know the, the the new students. You know, first week just trying to remember names and things like that. So building some relationships and remembering little details and all that. So that's been good. There's uh, the new crops like a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's just a honeymoon phase at the moment, but they're there a little bit nicer, eh? Than there's <laughs> quite a few naughty kids last year, but um, I guess it's still early days. I don't know if they're going to come up, but yeah. It's been a nice vibe around the school, and um, I had a couple of good things with uh, this week. Was oh my my older girl um, at wrestling? She got her first few pins uh, in wrestling. You know, we've been trying to get her uh, like get it to do, but she, you know she doesn't really listen to me. But I guess she sort of did a little bit, even though she was telling me she didn't want to. But um, yeah, one one of the boys. He's only a small fella. He's pretty light, and he's a nice kid. But you know. He, you're still proud, you know, when you when your kid sort of does something you've been telling them to do and they're learning. So yeah, I've got a couple of pins there. And the other boy, he's he's a bit older too. He, he's um, so yeah, she she pinned a couple of the, the boys. Um, yeah, man, I was pretty pumped about it. Eh? Just you know, when you see them not like progressing and then they finally get something. So he's uh, she she didn't really use like the technical side. She just sort of overpowered them because she's a bit bigger and heavier. But that's still pretty awesome as well. Um, and then my uh, my younger girl yesterday did um, good at t-ball. She was like fielding, getting better at her fielding. Got a couple of the balls, and uh, running her bases quicker. Running her bases usually sort of just like jogs and stuff like that. So I was pretty pumped about that. Just like you're seeing a little progress. It's like really slow, but when you see little gains, you, yeah, you get pretty pumped. So now I was excited to get get back out and see the kids um, back in the, the sports. Like now that sort of the years pretty much in full swing now. So. No, it's been been a good week. Been a good week. I've seen your stories, man. Your your family doing the exercising. <laughs> doing the, oh doing yeah, the yeah, herb. yeah. That's, a... that's pretty cool, man. Like, that's uh, inspiring. I wish my family would like that. Like, let's go, guys. Let's go. We got training now. In the garage, everyone go in the garage. Let's do it. Half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like uh, my wife wanted to do it because they I would train in the garage and and then they would see me, but she, cause she would always train at the gym because she likes training with people. But she was like, oh, I'll do, we'll do one a week at home to, all together just so they can see like a woman training and see that it's like normal training. So, so they, yeah, that's why the tradition we started just doing it on the Fridays um, so they can see their mum train as well. So then they can see both of us like, oh, this is, this is like a normal part of life. But it's hard sometimes like because, you know, most of the time actually because they don't really want to do some parts, but we sort of force them. But. But they're slowly like getting used to it, like oh, like they'll look forward to certain parts of it, and so yeah. And then we 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 started we added uh, another part to the tradition is um just the ice bath, like afterwards. Yeah, my wife likes it. Eh? She's she she really enjoys it. Like just more like the um, she like her head feels good afterwards. Just like uh, it's, it's you know like it's quite hard to do like mentally, so it makes your mind quite clear afterwards. You feel good as well, so. Mm. Nah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I heard it helps bit you bit, sleep too. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. It's better to do it in the morning, to be honest. But 
I mean, anytime you can do it, it's good. How about you, Lex? How's your week? Sorry, man, my week's been... Feels, I don't know, man. Like, I think I got to take photos or I got to actually take, like, mind maps of what I'm actually doing because the time passes so fast, especially when you're not working. But just stuff I've been doing around the house, so I've been trying to take it off and get it done. Um, Doing a lot of cooking. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, this week I told myself that I was going to sign up at the gym and start actually in that plan now that my daughter's back at school. So the goal is to drop her off and either do a lap or go to the gym. Hopefully I can just, yeah, make use of the next couple of months and stay on that grind. But no, I haven't been doing much, eh? Just trying to um, find the inspiration to finish up the studio, man. Um, Run into a few problems the other week, either day, trying to level it off. Um, But yeah, I've been sort of, I'm in an iron about getting running power to it. But yeah, just the extension cord for now has been good. It's only, you know, clippers only need charge for about 45 minutes. But um, no, nah, it's good. I've got my TV in here. It has, hasn't been plugged in for a while. But yeah, I think just uh, me bringing the chair up on the decks, it's been massive because I was putting that off for ages, eh? I was just using my old salon chair. But I mean, the chair does the job, eh? But I think once I put the chair inside the bubbles, that's pretty much solidified that that's finished now. It doesn't, it's pretty much set for anyone else to come and just use as well. Um, yeah, and then I'll probably get on to doing the bloody power steering hose on the holding, man. Fuck, it's been sitting since New Year's. So that pretty much tells you how busy I've been trying to do the studio. But yeah. But yeah, but I got, a, I got a actual another um project that I want to pursue, but sort of like two of them. One's a camper trailer and then the other one's a, a sliding gate. So we'll see how, how the body feels, man, because... The sun, man's pretty potent, eh, when you're on the tools, man. <laughs> like, fuck, an hour in the sun can feel like six, seven hours, eh? Yeah, our, our sun's quite harsh, eh? It's very harsh. Yeah, hmm. Shout out to my two girls. I got them out the front to um, to sort of eat at the trees that I'd cut down early last year. So I told them that some of it's good for firewood, and I'll probably use that when I have a party for the, for the barbers, but... I told them that some of it's rubbish, some of it's um, good firewood. But yeah, they were out here for an hour. I told them I paid them an hourly rate just to make room for the trailer because the trailer's been on the driveway since Christmas. So yeah, man, they they were going at it pretty good, eh? Like I had to sit down probably like three or four times. These two, man, just all the energy, eh? I'm like, see, that's what happens when you sit aside, you got all the energy, eh? You come out here, bro, the sun's no good, bro. But no, it was good, man. It was, it was fun. I told my girls uh, they deserved the hourly rate. And then, yeah, shouted them some ice cream and some fruit salad and that. So oh, a nice, couple of lollies nice. and, yeah, made them yeah. happy. So, yeah. nah, yeah. Just, yeah, it's been, it's been tough, man, trying to stay busy eh, and not sleep during the day. But, yeah, I need to probably get into the ice bath, see? <laughs> wake my, my brain up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I always want to try the ice bath. Eh? Always want to try it. Always want to see how it works. I, I tried the um, turn the shower on cold the last five minutes of your hot shower in the morning. Yeah, I tried doing that, and that that kind of helped. Like that kind of woke me yeah. up a bit more. It's like having your cup of coffee in the morning, eh? 
Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a natural version of having a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> it's um, it gets addictive, man. It gets addictive, like yeah, bro. Like, if you do like the cold shower, and then you go like one day, you're like, oh, I can't be bothered doing um, like cold shower. I don't feel like it. Like you know, you're tired. Of it. You start with like a warm one, and then at the end, you're like. Nah, there'd be a pussy. Just, just turn it cold, turn it cold for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like yeah, you don't want to break the streak. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just, just you know, twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Like you know, like you don't want to be like, nah, I gotta feel that cold. I gotta feel it. You know, you get like addicted to it, and mm. then um, so then yeah, then you you stop missing. Like maybe you don't start with a cold, but you just like finish with it. Some days you can do like the whole thing, and then other days yeah, you might start warm and then mm. then go cold just to finish. You know. Because it's funny, eh? Because, like, over here in New Zealand, we were scared of the cold water. But when you shower in the islands, man, man, this cold water is your friend, eh? Like, yeah, you love it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you can't have warm at all, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It's good, man. It's addictive, eh? It's, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a cool feeling. Mm. Yeah, man, I had, a, um, I had a busy week, eh? I had, like, two days off, Monday and Tuesday off, beginning of the week. So I had a short working week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But those three days felt like a whole week. I think because it was a short week. But um, I had a busy week with family stuff. Had had my um, my cousin's funeral. It was sad because we had the family service on Sunday, Sunday night, right? And you know have you know it's like a traditional Samoan funeral. Like you got like ten or five uh, free. They had free uh, five L's to to speak in the front, you know, from, from mm. different churches. Mm. It's pretty sad because, man, you hear the story sometimes, eh, on the news or, or you hear it on social media or something, but it never really happens to you. You never experience but, man, I experienced it. So one was sad. This is sad. One of the five years went, he was he was doing his um, laonga at the end. Man, he just collapsed, man. He collapsed on stage. Collapsed on stage yeah. and I was like, yeah, man. And it was like, he had a heart attack or something. Damn. And like, man, I didn't even see it because my head was down at the time. All I, all I remember was him talking and then a thump. I heard a thump. I looked up and there was no one there. And I heard mm. like people were like just in shock. And then people started running to the stage and someone on uh, my, other, my other cousin who was there, he ran up on stage and um, he knows CPR because he's done work with the ambulance and that. Like he's doing CPR and that. Everyone's crowding around. But I was like, out of it, eh? It's out of it because, you know, it's my, it's, it's my cousin's funeral. And then that happens. It's like, wow, well, what are you supposed to do, eh? But I was in the church, right? So, you know, it was like, everyone was like shocked. But everyone was still carrying on. Like the church still carried on. Like um, everyone was trying to help him. I think... It, I think it took uh, uh, maybe a few minutes before someone actually called the ambulance because people were just in shock, eh? And that was the thing I I noticed. Like, people were just, like, staying still. And then maybe maybe it was five minutes later, someone actually called the, the 911. You know? It was out of it. And then the church just, just carried on. And so everyone was praying and praying for him. While he was up on stage, while the ambulance was going, and then it was that point where I just went outside because I, it was like I couldn't take it anymore. Like I couldn't take it. Like it was too, 
sort of I don't know. I felt I don't know. I, I don't know what I felt. I just felt like I needed to get out. So I went outside, mm. and all my other like my my sisters and that they were outside too, and a lot of people were outside, just standing talking about it. And the ambulance came, fire truck came, and took them away. I was like, damn, like wow, that's out of there. So that was my sort of like experience, like wow, like but. Uh, you know, it was, it was it was another sad thing was it was live stream too, because you know all funerals these days are live stream, so yeah. it's all on the live stream. Like you go on a live stream, and you can see what happened. So you know, everyone was doing that, jumping on live stream to see what happened, and and it actually cuts out after he collapses. So, see, so yeah, I don't even know if he's if he's still alive now, but um. I think it was a sad, out of it experience, eh? Like something like that happening. Yeah. Because you know how you hear on hear on movies, eh? Like someone dies at the funeral, like someone has a heart attack, or the the dad of the person that's passed away, or someone. You always hear that story somewhere. You never think it will happen, but something like that will happen for real. But I know I got, that's on some of the things I was I was thinking about. But that was like, but you know, it was funny because you know at the end of the whole whole night, you know how you have your food at the end, have a cup of tea and talk afterwards. What well, that's exactly what happened afterwards. Like it was like nothing happened, and I was thinking, man, this is typical Samoan stuff, eh? Like, yeah. like you know our the Samoan mentality of that kind of stuff when it happened. Like we always, it's always something that's you know we handle it differently to other people. Oh, Pacific Islanders, eh? Pacific Islanders handled that stuff differently, eh? Because, you know, I'm still, like... If I was traumatized about that, how little it was, like, to me, and traumatized, like, at the end of it, everyone's still having a cup of tea and eating and talking and laughing at the end of the funeral, at the end of the family service, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nothing happened. Yeah. And, and then I was thinking, man, you know... Something sad just happened and everyone just and it's like nothing happened. And I was thinking, nah, that's just Island's kind of thing. Island kind of thing. Cause I I think it was the Balangi church. It was over eh, it's finished. Let everyone go home, eh? Don't finish it off. I don't know. You know the only the only experience I've ever experienced something like that was mm. was at my nana's funeral. Where um because you know how like they bury the dead in tombs. So we had already lowered my nan on the ground and you know, because there's no there's no dirt. So we just seemed like, okay, so what happens now? Do we leave Nana like this or do we walk away? Because you know, she's buried outside the front of our you know, our main house. And so we just stood stood around and I think the guy who said he was doing the job said he had to be back. He'll be back by one thirty. But we had finished in time, like well probably before one o'clock. Where the guy who was supposed to, you know, finish it off, he probably only takes like two steps on the lawn, bro. Bro, he gets smacked over from my uncle. Eh? Where my uncle gets laid in the one, two. Mm. And it's was, it was sort of sad but funny at the same time because my grandpa was like, man, that was me. I only needed one punch to fight more of that guy, you know? Mm. But then all in that, in that instance, it's like, shit, did that just happen? Like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? It's like, why do it now, you know? That's how everyone was reacting. 
But then it was just like, very, my uncle just said, said, apologize to him for put a can of, uh, was it a box of Elingi in front of him and just got up and walked away? Mm. And then all I could hear was just people say, bro, that's the thing about your word around here, eh? It's like your word's your bond, man. Like, you sell someone, you're going to finish something or you start it, make sure you do it. Mm. Otherwise, that shit happened then. You'd be sitting outside the house with a box of um, corned beef or, or fish. I was like, yeah. wow, this is like ruthless, eh? <laughs> but it's like you said, man, we just carried on like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck. But that's like sort of like an island away. I think it is. Like, you know how islanders laugh at um, people's misfortunes? Like, their bodies yeah. don't, don't <laughs> find offensive. Like, that's just an island kind of style, eh? Yeah. Like, we laugh at the, these kind of things, but we, we carry on. But but for someone... Yeah, to, like, I don't even know if, if this old man, he's dead right now. I don't even know. Like, yeah. And I, I know he's not from that church because I don't think he had much family because only... When he left, there was two cars uh, following him. So, oh. he, you know how you have someone from like, you got all these five hours from other churches come to, mm. you know, to take some of the money at the end of the... Someone's dollars and that. But, uh, yeah. but nah, it's, yeah, it's an experience, see? It was an experience. I never... It, well, let me put it this way. It was an experience, but then at the end of it, it's like not surprising how the reaction to all that experience was yeah. with the island people, especially Samoan people. Like, like just to get up, just to carry on and just go like nothing happened. Like, you know? <laughs> but it's also it's like Carlo fight for you too, but it's like you just lost your cousin. You want to eat with the, you know, like the popole about our poor cousin. No, you popole about this other thing that happened. <laughs> you know, and the family more hasn't even finished. Oh. Like, see, hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. But that, that was me, man. That was me. My, my week. <laughs> That's deep, bro. You can see why you're having a few cancels. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so that was my um. That was my Monday. That was my Monday. I took Monday off for the funeral and stuff. Mm. But yeah, but you know it's a normal. Yeah, we had the burial on, on Monday. Oh, because we had, he, when that collapse happened, it was on Sunday. Family service, we had the burial on Monday. Then we had the Engai, um at uh, Mount Eden, um, Mount Albert, um, that community center by Rocket Park. Mm. We had there, so we had to set up in the morning. Then we we got a catered. Man, nice food, man. We had nice food. And then we had the the farmer, uh, the the um the fast animal stuff at the end. With the mats and all the money in that, so, so that was all all there too. All right, boys, um, let's get into our topics. Uh, so, since it was Waitangi Day this weekend, oh, last weekend, oh, not last weekend, last Tuesday, you know, let's talk about that. So, it's funny because in the history of Waitangi Days, there's always been some like controversy, some drama. You know, always something happened up there, up north, when they have the government come up there, and you have the, you know, the the iwi there. You know, you got the Don Brash, he, he getting some some shit thrown at him. <laughs> uh, I think someone else got a, a dildo thrown at him, got that guy. Um, there's always some some sort of drama, but, you know, before the background noise with the Treaty of Waitangi getting, you know, Act, acts want to, you know, change it around and shit, 
and um, all that kind of stuff. It's putting Māori in this country on edge. It's putting racial relations on the edge in this country because of X new policy trying to get this bill, this Treaty of Waitangi bill across. So it's caused all this uproar, you know, in the background. So this Waitangi Day would be, if it, if it was a media's perspective, they would be licking their lips of what drama is going to happen up there, you know. But fortunately, no drama happened, really. You know, everyone was doing their thing. You know, the Iwi up there were doing their thing. The government was up there doing their speeches, vice versa. And nothing really bad happened until the news reported that Christopher Luxon, and this is what Filippo put up on the Empty Out the Clip Facebook page. Christopher Luxon said a speech that was the same speech he said last year. And that sort of... You know, when I heard that on the news, I think, man, that guy, man, that's disrespectful, man. That's lazy. Like, you figured he could, like, not say something because this kind of background didn't happen last year, right? This is a new, this is a new, at least say something to, you know, because this is a new thing with the Treaty of Waitangi stuff, you know? But he happened to say the same speech as he did last year and it created some sort of, like, oh, this guy's lazy, disrespectful, and all that. But um, what are your views on a White Tiny Day, boys, and this year? And how's that like? <laughs> let's let's start the let's start the conversation. Oh yeah, okay. first man. Well, first of all, breaking on Twitter. I don't know if you saw, but there's a leak. So shout out to um, Waipareira for putting on the Waitangi YTT. Um, that festival um, has been going on for the last probably eight eight to nine years. And every year it seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Uh, if, I don't know if you guys know, but John Tama here, he's the, he's the CFO of that organization. And it's been leaked how much that guy gets paid annually. And that's almost, yeah, I think that guy gets paid almost double what the Prime Minister gets paid, man. So good on that, dude, bro. But in terms of Waitangi and what happened up at Waitangi itself with um, Chris Luxon's um, disrespecting speech, I suppose. I think if you're like, um, if you really wanted something so bad for like what, an election and all well, the rest of it to become the head poncho, You'd think you go up something like Waitangi, up a pie here, and actually have something ready in concrete. You know what I mean? Because now that guy's gonna be remembered as the ball bags who came back with the second second time with the same Eras bullshit speech. And to me, that doesn't sit well. That's not a good start. Um, the fact that um that there, were, there was a lot of like um um iwi up there, and like from different different angles, different points of view. But I think Tamiti and his white army was probably probably the most I don't know, that's probably gonna be the most iconic thing you ever see up at Waitangi for many years. Cause like for a while some of the videos that were going about social media would look like fuck it was like the KKK going up there man. But all of them were just west like they were just holding white flags dressed in white going up there with just a different demeanor, you know? But sort of like trying to keep the peace. And I don't know if you did watch some of it, but during some of the speeches before they, um, Seymour spoke, they had one of the um, 
the Hikoi um, leaders actually cut in while government speaking, man. Like, when have you ever seen that up at, at Waitangi? Like, that's just a random guy who decided to take upon himself to cut it and just start talking. And they actually gave him the floor to say it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know if, um, yeah, the whole the whole speech debacle is pretty disrespectful, I think. For someone who's gone up there and wanted the job so long, it's pretty pathetic to say that, you know, or you can't blame the writers, well, blame yourself and... If that's a reflection of how he went up to Waitangi on this is like that's the if you think about like a day that's celebrated that should be celebrated as the country's national day, that's Waitangi man. You know, these we're, we're still on stolen land, man. People forget that shit. They're trying to um take Article Three and rearrange what's the founding document of this country. And the Crown did say, and when it's written, that they will protect all all um, Maori just as much as they will the New Zealand, New Zealand citizens and civilians' residents. But at no point do I feel of in Kia or even Samoans, Chinese come over from overseas, come over here, have their say about how this country's run, to stepping foot by getting residency. That's not right. That's never going to be right, man. So you got to owe to the tongues of funeral before anyone else. And, you know, we're still a long way behind. I'm already still behind everyone else, you know. If it was as much as if it was this this place was as great as what they're trying to say it is, we wouldn't be having these sort of conversations, man. It's not even up for a referendum, you know. I think it's rich of them to try and say that it is. Well, look at the caucus doesn't say that, you know. Maori's being swapped out for other Maori's and then Maori's batting for other, you know, even though it is a different different sides of the the caucus. But I think now nah, we're still we're still ages away before we let these guys try and change the treaty man like i never actually thought of it through the, um you know for the people who who shed blood for their for their iwis you know i think you watch enough youtube videos of how these tainui wars and what's happened at um in taranaki over you know what happened when the new zealand settlers, um, settlers came to give this land away that they didn't even own you'd have a deeper and richer understanding of this um there was Seymour trying to do with trying to give everyone an equal share of this country, which is not right, you know. Well, that's my five cents. Yeah, um, man, it was different this year. The uh, Waitangi, yeah, it was um, like usually, to be honest, a bit, but sad. It was usually like just a day off for me personally. Um, but like now, like with the Maldives, like you know, making some moves and like educating. Like I feel like I've learned a lot as well, like through the movement. Um, so yeah, like when I saw that the the Paz Park thing, um, <clears throat> if me yeah, so me and my wife and the kids we went down and yeah, put on. I didn't realize how big it was. Eh? like I knew it was big, but yeah. it was like it was pumping. Eh? It, was, it was like a full on concert. I thought it would be like um, you know, like Pacifica, like there'll be some lanes you could walk down and like get some food or buy some like um, you know, clothes or things like that, and then, then you know, like a stage for music and stuff like that. But it was like a full on concert. Hey. Eh? And then there's mm-hmm. food stores on the outside. It was pumping. So it's good. Like, for me, I feel like it has been, even though there's still, like, a lot of rubbish going on, I feel like there's a lot of progress from before. From me just thinking, you know, Waitangi Days is the holiday, but, like, now it's, like, because even at schools, like, it's 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 a big part of, like, well, where I've been, like, the curriculum, like, uh, even from, like, Avondale and Henderson, like, they're trying to educate the kids. And so, like, even myself, like, knowing more and understanding more. 
about it and its purpose and the meaning. Um, yeah, so it was cool. It was, it was good to go there. I probably wouldn't go with the kids next year. Uh, <laughs> probably go with the wife or like even if you go with like a couple of mates and stuff like that, it would be pretty good. It's a pretty good day. Like yeah. go down there, have a feed, like, um, you know, have a few drinks or whatever and just sort of list, you know, enjoy the music and the vibe and stuff like that. Yeah, because we got there. We got we got there a good spot. Like John Tommy here, they spoke as well. We caught like Catch a Fire and um, Tomorrow People and yeah, it was like damn. Like we didn't plan like what time. Like, we just rocked up and and uh, I read there as well. And it was a good day. But um, I think the movement's going well. Like even though you know there's still stuff. But um, in terms of the John Lux and thing, I think um, like talking to guys who do like sermons and stuff like that, they like you you would tweak it to like sort of you know every year would be different. So you would you would sort of tweak your sermon and say I guess in this case the speech to suit the situation and maybe the essence of what you're saying is similar but like you would tweak some stuff and so I think yeah he probably could have even if he he wanted to say some of the same things he could have worded it differently maybe to suit the time and the situation what's happening now um, and then like talking to teachers as well I'm like so you know the the news coming around do you just like copy and paste like your your curriculum from last year like some of your stuff and they're like oh no because the kids are different thing time's different and so even like teachers they they change things like even though they're teaching some of the same subjects and I mean they they are teaching the same subjects but the way they teach it and the way they bring it across and all that so I'm thinking of like from teachers point of view and like sermons they they do change things and tweak things so I think he could have done it but I think that was uh in my opinion like bad form like saying the exact same thing if I was going to do a speech I would probably like change some things around and that um I mean that's that's his job, so I don't. I think it's pretty lazy, yeah, like to do this exact same thing. I think he could have said the same thing, but just differently, um, and then stuff that's relevant to now. Uh, that's my take on it. But I think it's grown a lot. Like I'm aware, like before I wasn't aware, and you know a lot of other people are. There's some some big things happening. I mean, there's still far way to go, but uh, I believe things are heading in the right direction. You know what, boys? Yeah, I, I think I want to give it up to the person that even knew it was the same speech as last year. Because yeah. if I was listening to a speech last year, I don't even remember because I thought it was fucking boring. You know, <laughs> who will listen to um, Christopher Luxon say a speech on White Sunny Day, you know? And then to, like, um, you know, for him to say a speech again, how would I remember? How would anybody remember if there was the same speech last year? Unless. I think all of media would have known that, though, because they would have. Oh yeah, they would have, because they would have done their due diligence and just rewind the tape from last year. But no one would have done that in their mind. (laughs) See, you know what I mean? Like it's a media, (laughs) it's a media thing. It's a media thing to me. That's what I think. But um, saying that though, but you know, the other thing was John Tamahiri. You know, I I saw the reports that he was getting more money from the, the government funding and stuff. You know, more than he was supposed to. But then my answer to that is why bring it up now, National Party? You're the in government now, you're gonna change things. Man, that that was the Labour government did that. So don't worry about that. What, you're right, you're right. That's what if you got that, well, good on him. You got it him, you yeah. got it when you could get it. Like you get it when, when you get it. If the rules change, the rules change from that point. Move on and change the rules and change make sure it doesn't happen anymore. But anything prior to that? Hey man, tough loss, man. If that's the money you guys, because National Party is all about saving money, right? 
they want to cut spending on a lot of stuff that Labour Party has spent, spent their money on. You know, mm. a lot of like uh, funding, especially uh, Pacifica funding too, you know, which people are like, sort of like, oh man, I saw that a rampage is gone eh, from, from from West City. Mm. I'm the, not too sure. Yeah, man, I saw the, I saw the, um, I went on their website. And they they had an apology letter saying sorry, sorry to say that we've gone from from uh, West City where to shut up shop, and you know they're a government funded sort of thing, eh? So maybe mm. that's part of the whole national coming down on the on, on the oh, funding. Yeah. Maybe that maybe it's part of that, but but no, man, like yeah, it was, in, it was an interesting Waitangi day, man, and. Even though I was busy with the, the funeral and stuff, like all this in the background, I always kept track with, and so it was interesting. I've heard the stories in the afterwards. Oh. Not. Oh, well, a couple more things with the, the election. I didn't listen to the whole speech. I just saw the stuff on the news. But I remember um, when I was watching it, he, he did uh, a scripture. He, but I thought it was cool that he did a scripture, but it would have been good if he like quoted it because it just sounded like he got it from like like a book or something. You know, he did the one, um, the ear can't say to the nose, I don't need you, and the mouth can't say to... You know the eyes. I didn't. You know, so it's like a body. You know, every, everything's important and everything has plays a role. And he sort of did it like it was from like a book or something like that. But I'm like, give credit. You know, where you know to the Bible. He he didn't, he didn't quote the scripture. Um, I thought it was good that he used the scripture, but um, it would have been good if he like was you know whatever. I didn't even know where it's from, but he would have you know saying which book it was from and like the verses. I don't like how people like you know even they 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 use like the iron sharpens iron and stuff like they like it's a man made thing but they do the scriptures you know what I mean you gotta uh, pay respect day yeah 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 so wherever yeah it's from man so it was cool that he used it but it would have been good if he just checked in the quick um thing and then the other one was um oh yeah when we were at the the, the um the concert on day I was like man like I was just sitting there with the kids waiting for the food because my wife wouldn't got the food. And like I was just sweating it. It was a hot day. And then um I don't know how like these guys like dance, like because I was looking around and like there's a couple of people just dancing like hard out and they're just not sweating air. I'm like, right, like is something wrong with these people? <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I'm like getting drenched and I'm just sitting there like with with an umbrella. Like, did did these did their pores work? Like <laughs> how do they like dance for an hour straight and not sweat eh? I don't know what's going on there, man. Are they, these aliens or something like that? I'm like, man, I don't know. If they have shoes on, cuz. Do they have shoes on? <laughs> if they don't have shoes on, it's all on the feet, man. It's all on the feet. It's like, it's like going to old Millie Vanilli concert. They're dancing hard out, sweating, and they're singing the same song. Like They're singing the song like like they're not even dancing or sweating. Man. Thinking, yeah. How are they really singing it perfectly when they're like jumping around on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Doing somersaults and press-ups, and, it's, and the song's coming out perfectly. Yeah, but I kid you not, man. Like, how I'm just a serious thing, man. Like, how can you dance like that, that heat, and just not sweat? Like, you can see it like a little bit, but like, not sweat, sweat, you know what I mean? But anyway, it's just <laughs> just a little observation. There was quite a few, man. It was like, damn, wish I had that because oh, I'm just like walking, I'm drip, dripping in. <laughs> Why tell you they with mysteries, man? Yeah, yeah. Well, they say I heard another thing on social media. After White Tongue Day is when work really starts. Like everyone's slowly coming back from the holidays and that. But after White Tongue Day, that's when 
the full week start until Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go Easter. <laughs> okay, boys, next on the list we've got um so the the Grammys. Is it the Grammys? Is the Grammys, eh? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Was it the Grammys or the or the Emmys? The Grammys. Yeah, I think it's the Grammys. Grammys is music, eh? Emmys is uh is TV. Right. So so we got the Grammys. And one thing I, I noticed was there's always some might be some controversy coming out of the uh, Grammys every every time it comes out. Like I think one of the bigger ones recently, maybe a few years ago, was um was Kanye West jumping on stage and interrupting Taylor Swift's award and saying that um um Beyonce had the best video of the year. Then he jumps on stage. He jumps down off the stage. Well, we've got um, Jay Z accepting an award, and he 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 goes on like a a speech turns into like a rant, and he's he's putting down the the institution, the music institution, the the Grammys for how they award the winners. And he's sticking up for his wife, uh, Beyonce, saying that, sort of saying that you know she deserves it, and a lot of people in in the that won awards here and in this building tonight don't deserve it, don't deserve to be in the categories that they're nominated in, and you know it garnered a lot of uh, of media attention and people having conversations about it, and it's all around. It's all around Taylor Swift winning album of the year because she won album of the year, which puts her above. I think she she's got the record for the most albums of the year now, and she and that puts her above some famous names like Michael Jackson, Paul Simon, and you know this day and age, I don't know if you put Taylor Swift next to those big names, but you know she's she's done it, but um. So I'll put a post on, on on Facebook explaining what happened with Jay Z's speech and all that, and I asked everyone to rank, like, what their what the biggest controversy was for someone winning award and making a speech and the awards night for music. So you had the you had the Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift, like I mentioned before, or you had the was it the MTV Awards when when Suge Knight. He goes up stage and he he this is a uh, puff daddy, which leads to the whole east west west coast east coast thing and hip hop. Oh, the PMEs. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your reactions to that? I think um, I think just just timing, man. Some people drop music. At a certain time, and sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's not. I think ever since Kanye West got up and did that speech about um, about Beyonce and um, Taylor Swift, I think you got a a reality check. Is bro, she's good, man. Taylor Swift is she's her music's good, yeah, and yeah. like. We can like uh, like I'm I'm almost forty, man. I can 
look over the history of music but if i'm going back in the last say last 16 years taylor swift she's still current man like her early stuff's still good and i think that's because the impact of like movies is that drop as well that her her, her music's on um check it off's fucking one of those songs that will never die as much as you can say like yeah beyonce like i think it was it um drunken love halo those albums are iconic r&b but if you're talking about like head to head against songs that have dropped around the world because you got to remember whenever beyonce toured she was going to win the grammy right she hasn't toured taylor stuff still she's still selling out tours like within the last three years man i mean it's it's easy for us like we're not musicians we're not that's not our industry but i can understand his frustration about you know why she hasn't um beyonce hasn't collected anything recent and especially for an album but like i mentioned in the in the comments if she had dropped the greatest hits off a track they got picked up by a movie ended up on john wick or something shit that'd be the that'd have to be arguably one of the best um albums but but again Taylor Swift right now bro Taylor Swift's on fire man she's she's putting in the work and I think if you listen to her music like I didn't actually start to like her music until I got an understanding that she's from a country background man so like her song wasn't gonna win song of the year Miley Cyrus deserved that win hands down flowers is probably the number one song it'll probably be till the next person tops that but like if you look at songs like if you go and play a playlist of like songs that you think you can get a crowd going at any event like a, a football game rugby game a baseball game even like an empty empty park you play any of those white white girl songs ones back to back it's hard to follow up after a taylor swift song that's guaranteed man if you even if you're a dj you can play all your remixes play all your reggae or your r&b but if you play a if you play a taylor swift song and you try and find another artist to back it up after that you'd have to go to your r&b like classics man but nothing within the last 16 years you know what i mean it's hard to follow up music like that but that's just my five cents in my opinion but what do i know i'm a baba how about you yash have you got any thoughts on that nah that, um jay-z's like one of my favorite rappers eh? so i was pretty disappointed to uh hear hear what he said and stuff like that i think um yeah no nah, i just think it's a bit ugly eh? like they're there to celebrate people's successes and, you know, maybe, yeah, you don't agree, but you just sort of keep that within your, your inner circle. And, you know, I don't like complainers and whinges and things like that. So I don't like uh, what he said at all. Um, yeah, maybe he, he does believe, uh, feel that way, which is which is fair enough, but to, to share it on the stage where the world's going to see, it takes away from other people's hard work and, um, you know, the time and effort they've put into. So... And then people will know. People will know. Maybe they don't get the awards or whatever, but um, you know, people will, will have that that love and respect and all that. Uh, even if you didn't get the award, you know, people will appreciate um, you know the artist and yeah, Taylor Swift. Like I think, man, like people that are, like she's got like a big big audience, man. Like all those those teenagers and young girls and all that. This is like. Very, pretty think, much um, those kids there from primary school who started listening to her right up until yeah. now, and because she started like, at a young age, big, they're, they're following big, um, huge, man. That's massive. Yeah. And then, like, Beyonce like, has a big following too, obviously, but I think it might be a, bit, a little bit more, maybe a little it's bit more, more limited. It's more late 30s 
older than 40 Zeus. Yeah, 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 from, yeah, 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 yeah. We are either all dying or all settled down and not not following yeah, exactly. like exactly. Following like how Taylor Swift was, you know. Taylor so, Swift has, yeah, yeah. Previous in the pudding. So man. yeah, I, so yeah, I agree, man. Like, I like I think of like um uh recently how Snoop Dogg signed with Sketches and he was saying how Sketches is like a world thing, like, you know, doctors wear it and, you know, normal piling, you guys, there are girls that, that just, you know, they wear their jeans and their sketches. And so even though, like, they just reach a different audience that and yeah. it's a little bit, yeah. And I think Taylor Swift is like that. Like, it's maybe not our circle, like people who, you know, Pacific people and that, like maybe not oh, Taylor Swift, but it's just because we're in our own echo chamber sort of thing, like of, family and friends who like Beyonce more but outside of that people love you know Taylor Swift it's just like when you go into different circles type of thing and she's bigger and um yeah credit yeah give credit where credit's due and yeah I think it's the same thing with the sketches it's just like we we probably like Nike and some of those brands that um you know the NBA and hip-hop and all that sort of stuff but like sketches is massive you know what I mean but it's just we're not in those circles of where people wear sketches if you look at the numbers, they're, they're massive, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't like what Jay-Z did, said, basically. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was a bit disappointed because I, I like him so much as a rapper. So, yeah, it's a bit ugly. Yeah, but when I was thinking about what Jay-Z said, I was thinking, man, would we, would we, someone, do the same thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because it's like part of being humble, right? Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like, who, like, for me, I'll be like, who cares? It's just the Grammys, like... I'll be just glad I got nominated or glad I'm I'm up there getting an award. Like that's you know Yeah. The there's nominee, no, there's nothing more massive, man. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Like there's nothing more, yeah. you know. Like I don't I don't care. Like I just love making music. I just love to make music and putting it out there for the people. And that's yeah. it. Like who cares if I get a award like uh, as acknowledged, but but the acknowledgement is in the numbers. Yeah. Like you said, Yash, like Taylor Swift's got the numbers, man. You look, you put her numbers up against Beyonce's numbers, I swear it will be like uh, way ahead. It's a landslide, man. Way ahead. And you know what? That talks to that talks to a joke that Chris Rock said a while ago about how about how how black people make music, white people copy and make more money. Yeah, bro. Just like uh, <laughs> it's like poison. Simply, boys to men. Like when boys to men first came out, man, they were doing all that kind of stuff. You know, and next minute, NSYNC comes out and makes more money. You know? <laughs> like, 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 it took Michael Jackson to paint his skin white to make more money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it took Michael Jackson. It took Michael Jackson to actually make his skin white to be in the white crowd to make more money. That's why Michael Jackson's up there. He's the only black guy that's up there, like Taylor Swift numbers, with the numbers he's got. You know, no no other black person has got the numbers Michael Jackson has. But the only reason why Michael Jackson is because he made his face white. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the that's the formula. That's the secret. That's that's it, man. That's it. It's all about the numbers, and that's how you get the numbers. But well, um, I think you said a good good thing, Cam's early on. Like it's about the music, it's about the art form, you know, and and whinging about awards and all that. I think that's not good, you know, like. When Johnson didn't get the uh, Daily M, you know, he could see he was still, like, he was probably a bit gutted, but he was still happy, like, just to be in that nomination. And, you know, they're living out the dream, you know. Hmm. Um, you know, they're making albums and doing what they love to do. I think they, they've maybe lost, um, 
you know, lost uh, sight and lost being in touch with like what what they maybe what they started it for, you know, because they just love making music and all that. That's like sort of the main thing, eh, of doing your mm. craft and your art uh, and uh, enjoying that journey. So maybe yeah, 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 absolutely. Of what's important, because, you know, like as long I as mean, you're you doing your, it, eh, you're you're doing you're creating, eh, you're you're putting your best creating, music out there. And that's, that's all you can you do. Got, eh? You you absolutely right. You're creating. You're doing what you love, and you got ten cars in your garage. You know, like. What else? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> don't win. Who cares? You, you're still doing what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And if you I really mean, are the champ, people will call you the people's champ. You yeah, know, they'll yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah. Beyonce should have won. Don't, you don't, don't, need, don't ask your husband to do it. Yeah. You don't need the 10 judges to like judge nah, you know, the exactly, whole thing. Yeah. Like, out of yeah, yeah. millions of people in the world, they like your yeah. sh- They like your shit. You know? People would, people will speak. Like, they'll be like, ah, oh, Beyonce should have won. It's like, you don't want your husband to get up there and do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit bad. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, because my household they're all trap music, trap uh, mumble rap over here, so I don't get much <laughs> pop in the background and stuff. So I never knew any of of Taylor Swift's music. I never did. And then, oh man. Right. So you know, two days ago, I actually looked it up. Like, what, what is this bitch famous for? And I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know her. You know, the only the only reason why I know Taylor Swift. Cause she's fucking showing her. They always showing her in Super Bowl every time Kansas City Chiefs play, man. And every yeah. time Travis Kelsey touches the ball, the camera goes up up to her every time. And that's the only reason why I know um, Taylor Swift is, is something big, not through music, because I ne- I never heard any of her music. I probably have in the background, but but then so two days ago, I actually went on Spotify, looked up Taylor Swift or music. I started from her first album, and then I saw I heard all the music in the first album. I didn't recognize anyone. I listened to the second album. I recognized two songs. And then I looked them up, and these were the two songs that put her up there. But her third album is the album that made her famous. But let me go. Let me go back to her second album. There's two songs that I heard, and like you said, let's she's come from a country background. And mm-hmm. you know, for me, I've heard her later songs now. I've heard the is it the Shake It Off? Yeah, everyone's heard the Shake It Off. I didn't know it was her. And when I heard the Shake It Off, oh, was, was it her that that sang that song? I hate that song. You know, but, but she sort of changed her style, so it's more pop, poppy now. But before, yeah. first two albums comes from country background, and I love that. I love her old yeah. stuff. Like she's got the Romeo Juliet song. I don't know. She sang that Romeo Juliet song. Yeah, that I want. That I love or something. Um, I don't know. She sang that, and I lo- I like that song. So yeah, but that's what makes her a species of her own bread, like. She writes and creates her own music, right? She plays the guitar, so she's always going to have... And because she's young, right? But she's got another 20 more years in the game, man. So any awards that Jay-Z reckons that Beyonce has now, Taylor's going to smash them, man. Especially if you can write stuff, right? Especially you can hear it in their songs, bro. Because when I hear the girls... When I hear my daughters sing Taylor Swift songs, it didn't sound like a normal melody. The melodies are longer, man. And it's the storytelling in the songs. So that's why she can connect with so many people, especially in America. Country is like everyone's country, man. That's the roots of that place, you know? Yeah. I'm going back to country, eh? I'm going back to it. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it, eh? Slowly. It's like better well, storytelling, eh? Better lyrics. Better lyrics. Yeah. Jesse Chapman song that um, Luke Combs did the fast cut. He just sang a country. Shit, the song's like more than 30 years old. It's from like, what, 1988? He's put it back on the map on you know, all the streaming because the way he sings it is country. 
Yeah. And you know, little did people know it was never a country song. It was just a a black lady with dreads doing her own pussy <laughs> with a colour, you know, and stuff like that, man. You know. Yeah. But everything sounds great country, man. Yeah, yeah, country's good, man. That's good. I wasn't a fan of it to be honest before. This is just like many hip hop and stuff, but but nah, nah, I'm yeah, showing my age, man. I'm getting into it, eh? I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. I'm try- I want to learn more about it to be honest. I want to like dig into it. Yeah, I like it. Well, if you love if you love if you love country music, I, I would recommend this podcast you should you listen to. Um, I'll give it to you guys after this. I have to remember it, oh, but yeah, it's a. Yeah. It's 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 cool. It's a podcast about um, how music can make you cry, but it's based around country music because of how it's so serious and how it's yeah, so yeah. how you know the the songwriters for country music they're not typical songwriters because they have to actually live it. Yeah, they've got yeah, this yeah. life of living like um, heart, heartbreak or or something that's like. They've been traumatized in life, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and so, something bad that's happened to them in their lives, and they've lived through it. Yeah, these man. are the people that write these lyrics, and you can't even write them without even experiencing these stuff. So that that's why country music is so deep, and, and that's know, why you, like a lot of these, these country songs uh, are about like having a <laughs> having a drink, like the press, having the drink, yeah. having the drink at the bar by yourself, or having a having a, <laughs> a glass of whiskey, you know, like to get over get over She's shit. Gone. She's yeah, going, Johnny. Yeah, that, She's it's, gone. It's, She's it's, gone. Yeah, man. It's real deep, man. It's real It's real country, man. It's real deep. And yeah, it's an interesting podcast. I'll, I'll give it to you guys after this. Mm. Mm. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been listening to um, rock lately, eh? like some of the old songs that I grew up with, I didn't really pay attention to. And like, yeah, it's good, eh? Like really good, good voices and like good lyrics and stuff. I've been, um, I watched the uh, John Farnham documentary, You're the Voice. Man, his voice is amazing, eh? Like, I sort of listened to it before, but, like, more recently, and going back over it, I'm like, wow, man, voice is fire, eh? Well, you probably listened to him a lot back in Australia. Back That's in what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really, like, take, like, appreciate it back then, you know, because I was young. Mm. I didn't appreciate it. But now, like, as an adult, I'm like, ah, it's, I realize how good, like, appreciate it a lot more. How awesome his voice was. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, rock, rock, and uh, what's the country, man? That's mm. where I'm at these days. Yeah, gotta be deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a serious guy, man. I don't play around with this poppy stuff. You know, you know, you know what's interesting? That's real deep, um, and dark as well. Dolly Parton's early stuff. Oh, like Dolly Parton stuff in the seventies, mm. early seventies. Her lyrics. If you listen to her old stuff, man, it's dark. Eh? It's real dark. I know, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm into dark. But <laughs> <laughs> I like deep, but I don't know. It is deep. They deep. They deep. They deep and dark at the same time, man. Like, <laughs> see, that, that's that's the um, like I was saying to the girls because they were like laughing about like Taylor Swift being country, and I said, Nah, just look and listen to Miley Cyrus as well, man. Like her dad's Billy Ray Cyrus, right? Her godmother's Dolly Parton, like. Even her writing's country, man. Like, it's just in the storytelling, eh? Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, as far as, like, if you go back to, like, Percy Sledge, all the early stuff that was recorded on Muscle Shoals, like, that's in the South, right? That's, like, in Texas and that. All of that stuff right next to the cotton fields, man. That's all that stuff that's it's got the, like, sort of, like, that, um, like, ambience in the air that makes you want to play the pretty music. But it's sad <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. it's sad songs and sad songs, right? 
But then, bro, when it's recorded and it's recorded country style, bro, it's like that's the sort of saddest sort of music you can hear. Hmm. But it's it, it is catchy, eh? yeah, <laughs> gets yeah, you in your feel straight away, man. Yeah, yeah, singing with that passion, eh? Yeah, <laughs> that's why Yellowstone. I noticed about Yellowstone too. Like whenever there's any like that, um, that was it, that Christopher Appleton, any of his stuff that comes on, bro, fuck, you know straight away. It's like, bro, that's only one guy can put a whole lot of lurk like that together, and then you find out, yeah, it is one of his songs, eh? Yeah, I started listening, uh, watching, um. Uh, Yellowstone and yeah, man, the the, the country songs and that are bad. Songs, they're mean. Yeah, man. yeah, they're what mean. They're mean. I'm so like, they're... what's the song? What's the song? When they just play it, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like find some of their songs. There. I was like, hey, where's this from? I haven't heard this. It's pretty mean. Some of the songs. Yeah. Okay, boys. Uh, moving on. Uh, we've got another story here um, from the states. So from from Florida. So uh, a mother of two, of two kids. Um, the two kids actually got expelled from their primary school or elementary school back in the States in Florida. And it's because she, the mother thinks, it's because she's on OnlyFans. She's got OnlyFans and she advertises her OnlyFans account on her car. And she drops her kids off to school in the morning, picks them up. And she reckons that because of that, um, her kids have got, gotten expelled. Now, there's some evidence to that because... The school did approach her uh, before the kids got expelled to say that, oh, can you pick your kids up outside the school grounds, not in the school grounds? Like, can you, when, when you come with your car, pick up the kids, can you be on the street and your kids can just walk to you on the street? Don't actually come into the school grounds to pick up your kids. And Far then right. when, when she did oh, yeah. that, she did that for a week. And then the week later, her she got a letter saying her kids got expelled. Um. Your reaction, guys, to that? Who's who's wrong in this situation? Oh, so before we reaction, um, can you just give the, I guess, the listeners a thing on the OnlyFans? Just like a little, uh, like, because I sort of know what it is, but not really. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. But I, <laughs> but I heard, I heard, it's, it's, I heard. It's an explicit amount of, like, um, behind the scenes, eh? So it's an unlimited amount of stuff that you would see, like, inappropriate to, like, um, it's almost like the extremist inside door of um, porn. Yeah, I heard it was something like, yeah, you show like, uh, I don't know, a bit of breast, but some people into like feet and things. I don't know. That, I've never been on it, but yeah, the people have photos of them, their bodies. And, like, yeah, it'll be like fetishes to write everything. Yeah, fetishes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, like actually start, it actually didn't start off like that. It, OnlyFans is a platform where people can actually go on this platform and, and pull up their videos at the back of a paywall. Oh, yeah, you pay to see it, eh? You pay to see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't meant to be... That's what I've heard, yeah. It wasn't, like, originally meant to be something, like, for porn. It just so happens that, you know, human proclivity goes that way. Sometimes people can yeah, use it for that. Yeah. But it's, it's, just a, it's just a paywall. So it's not just porn. Anyone can go at the back of a... Only, anyone can create an OnlyFans... But in order for people to see your videos, they have to pay for it. Mm. So it can be anything. It can be anything you want. So it's sort of like, because it can be anything you want, people have used it to use it to show their, you know, their body parts and do porn stuff to make money, you know. But there's no restrictions to what you can do 
at the back of OnlyFans. You can do anything you want. You know, um, um, of Johnny Two Vasacek, he's on OnlyFans just to do his comedic videos for his fans to pay for it to watch some more oh, of his comedic yeah. videos. Some more know? content. Yeah, more some content. more content. It's just a, it's just a paywall platform, and that's all it is. Yeah. People, but it's famous because people use it to do um, um, Naughty explicit stuff. explicit stuff. Yeah, because you can, mm-hmm. you can if you want. Yeah, so that's what. So we're doing. assuming that she's doing it for naughty stuff. Is that right? That's what well, 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 well. She is because she's um, actually said that. Like, oh, you can okay. Go on it, like anyone can go on it. So I think you know, I, I assume that you know when she's got her ad on her car. You know, people can look at the ad and oh yeah, I'll I'll go pay my, I know my ten bucks a month to watch her videos. You know, yeah. and then she'll be showing her tits, showing her boobs, or or, or, or whatever she's doing. You know, yeah. on the on the back of the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wrong, eh? I think it's wrong for the. I mean, if if she can prove that the that her kids got expelled, like if they're not naughty and that, that's pretty sad. I think. Like you know, that that's a kid's education. Like, just because the the parent does something, like if I was a drug dealer, like I'm a drug dealer, they shouldn't hinder my kids from going to get a good education. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, that sort of stuff's wrong, eh? But even if she is doing it, like who's the school and the board of trustees and all the other parents to not allow those kids to go get an education like their own kids? I think it's a bit bad. Like, hopefully, like the the kid doesn't get a like a bad thing on their name for like the next school they go to. If it, if it is that, because you know, like if it is that, and the kid's yeah done nothing wrong, is it hasn't been naughty and stuff like that, then you don't want to have that like, stig- stigma around your name and your reputation and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that is pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's gonna unfold or play out uh, for the student, but yeah, I don't know. It's like how you make your monies. How you making money? Um, but I thought I wouldn't want to go back to that school anyway, because if you got like leaders, it's just bad for the kid. The the, the yeah, stuff yeah, that, yeah. that that's come around it, you know, the attention that's come from it. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for the kid. Um, that is it a guy, a girl, girl, or boy, or yeah, whatever, whatever the kid that um, has to go through that. That's a bit of a mm. bit annoying, eh? like for their reputation and stuff like that. Um, that's not fair too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, how the mum, you know, it's none of the school's business, basically. Um, how they yeah, it's a hard one, eh? Because pay, I've heard stories where where women have made even millions of dollars. Thousands mm. of dollars, millions, thousands of dollars yeah. on OnlyFans, you know? And, you know, for them, it's a way out of whatever situation they're in. You know, it's, yeah. it's their main income. Like, imagine if you just decide to do OnlyFans and you're on the sh- Show some of your body parts. Next minute, you're gonna get, I don't know, your first week will be ten grand in your bank account. In the first week, man, you're gonna quit your job, man. <laughs> you know that's it's the temptation of, you know, how much money you're gonna get. And I understand the plight of these white women, man, doing or anybody in America, especially in America, man, because like those guys are crazy. But man, like to make that easy money for showing something. You know, like, with, with, with the situation with this mother, you know, ha- but having to put an ad on her car, you know, to actually make people spend money to see her, like, is that, is that messing with, like, 
I don't want to mess with anyone's how they, I don't want to mess with anyone how they make their money. Like if you want to, if if that's how you make I your money, then then cool. It almost it almost feels like it's not even from the school's point of view. It almost feels like a whole lot of freaking angry angry wives, right? Saying this is the f- this is the bitch that's come with her only fans advertised on her cavalry, <laughs> and she's fucking prettier than me. Like that's just like an insecure thing, man. And for them to rally up a whole bunch of noise, well, okay, pick up. You know, there's moms that wait outside the school and just fuck a color so the kids walk out and be like, yeah, yeah it's her. And who does she think she is putting her? Like, what happens when the mom's sick and then the dad has to drop it off and they see the only fence? They might be or the older dad's been doing the pickup that week and be like, oh, did you see the early fence? Well, well have, you, have you got it? Have you checked it out? Just, you know, that's probably what the egg was, man. Have to be. <laughs> maybe some jealous American ladies for poly about that shit, man. It's like, uh, man, it's from me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> and their 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 sons and their partners checking it out. Eh? <laughs> you know, unless the principal's wife's the PA or she's on the board of trustees and hears about it and be like, oh, so what have you have you heard about her page? Like, you know, made it a thing. Fuck. The, the thought, but do you guys think we live in a time now where if it's easy for you to get uncomfortable over something that you know really doesn't hurt you physically, then should you complain like that? Should you take action? You know? I mean, there's heaps of shit on the internet that's bad to look at. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. heaps of there's heaps of evil out there, man. Like you know, you know, it's not even affecting you, it's only affecting your mind. Oh, people complain about everything, so. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, people are doing good stuff and they complain about it, so. This is really, like, bro. That's, so, that's uh, the one I can't get past, those. Yeah. The one where people just complain for the sake of complaining. Yeah, yeah. But they have their own agenda beneath it, you know what I mean? It's like Behind someone's doing complain. good and they're like complaining about it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the, the school had the balls to just say pick your kids up from outside i mean that's that's enough i reckon no expel the kids mm. i think expelling yeah, yeah. kids is too much man it's not the kids fault yeah. how how they make their money <laughs> how's yeah. how the mother puts food on the table yeah, you know yes. i mean you can't mess with that that's too you far know? i reckon that's too far they, they should have stopped at that um they should have left it at pick up the kids from outside yeah, it could be some like uh, Yellowstone stuff, eh? Like maybe the principal's like uh, is, a, is a guy and he, he hooked up with her and then like, <laughs> then, um, you know, like it didn't work out and he's like, I'm going to get rid of this lady, you know, or someone on the board, you know, like. Take it to the train station. Or, <laughs> or like maybe, maybe uh, one of the, someone like up there in the school like started watching it and they got caught out and. Yeah. You know, they're going to use it against them, and it's like, oh, we're going to get rid of this lady, you know, this family. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cut ties. Sounds like something you. Jimmy would do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 get Jimmy to do it. This is Jimmy's job. <laughs> uh, okay, sweet boys. Sort it out. <laughs> sweet boys. All right, let's get into some sports. So, Super Bowl starts. Super Bowl is tomorrow. 12 o'clock, New Zealand time. We've got the 49ers up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, me being a Steelers fan, I'm going for the... I'm not going for the Chiefs because of the whole Taylor Swift thing. And just because they won last year. 
and I think the Niners deserve it. They got a sh- they got a shitty quarterback with Brock Purdy, but they've got an awesome offense, awesome defense with Nick Bosa. I think he's tied. Um, I think I think I think Nick's tied the the most sacks of the season with um, uh, T.J. Watt from Steelers, um, and of course he got Debo Samuel Samuels, wide receiver for Niners and. Christian McCaffrey, who's number one, who's number one um, running back in the league, in my opinion. Um, it's gonna be a tough game, man. You got 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 a really good team in Niners. You got a really cool, good quarterback in Mahomes and KC. I don't know who's gonna win, eh? I don't know who's gonna win. I have no idea, but I'm rooting for the Forty Niners. Yeah, I'm a bit um. But torn. I was, I'm a Baltimore fan, so I was a bit glad they got knocked out. But uh, I, I grew to like my homes from watching the QB thing on Netflix. But um, yeah, so I do like Kansas City, but I, I, I do like the thought of a new team winning it. Like 49ers haven't won it for so long. So I always like when like a new city wins it, as I probably mentioned on previous podcasts. I like. So I hope the 49ers win it just to, to sort of see. Like I always like seeing how the celebrations go and how the city and all the fans and all that react because, um, you know, yeah, uh, Kansas City won it last year. But, yeah, I've been watching a little bit of foot- football. Um, I would have liked to watch more, actually. I, I love watching it, eh? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's just the games are long and stuff. I don't have enough time, but I do uh, enjoy uh, following it. And I saw um, Asher's going to be doing the halftime, eh? Halftime entertainment. But I uh, hope uh, 49ers get up. You know, for, for a game like football, there has all these stops, right? I mean, it's a 60-minute game that takes three hours to play, right? And then you've got Super Rugby that's considered boring now compared to NRL, you know, because there's so much stops in, in rugby. But there's not much, there's not more stops than in NFL, you know? So that tells me that Super Rugby can come back, make a comeback. Yeah. They just need to change the product. They need to just change yeah, yeah. the product, man. Like they need to change the competitiveness, make it competitive, and do something about it. Because, yeah, the excuse oh. of rugby being boring, rugby having too much stops, is bullshit. Because the NFL is a good example of having too much stops. I, I saw a stat that um, the average NFL game gets seven seventeen million viewers online every game, average, mm. and then. I think the whole final series of NRL didn't even get that many or something like that. And I think mm. the final got three million. No. I don't know. It was pretty small. Pretty small, the amount. Maybe three yeah. million uh, for the for the NRL final. Something like that. But man, I was like, damn, they 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 some some big numbers there. Some big numbers in terms of some fans and following. And yeah, in the package. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Christian McCaffrey's uh, training and stuff like He's been putting out some content lately on YouTube. So I've been watching, I watched two of his videos online, just how he trains. And I didn't realize his dad, eh, it's all in his family, because eh, his dad played in the NFL for uh, oh, yeah. Broncos. He, he's a Super Bowl champion. He won, I think he won three Super Bowls. And then his two brothers are playing in um, college, college football, two mm-hmm. or three brothers. So yeah, it just runs in their family, yeah. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's good. It's got his um, 
his uh, strength and conditioning coach, and then he's got another coach who's like looks at um, he's like an engineer or something like that. He's got another guy who just looks at his movement, and like yeah, it's pretty mean. Like his day laid out, like he does some track work, and then they go to the gym for a little bit, and then he goes to the pool and does like does some weird stuff in the pool. He was doing like backflips in the pool, and like um, then then he'll play like some music, like just relax and stuff like that. So I really like um, seeing you know how they look after their body and their mind and prepare and all that, but um. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've always liked Christian McCaffrey, even when he was coming out, like because he was like mm. one of the few white guys who were running backs that were good. Because usually, like all the running backs, are, running backs are black guys, eh? Like who are fast and that. But he's like mm. he's like a white guy, so. But um, but that's pretty cool. And then listening to his dad, eh? It was pretty um, it was pretty cool <laughs> listening to his dad. He always he was always big on um, making the uh, shoulder pads small, so he was mm. always trying to take stuff away. He he was like ahead of his times because they used to wear big ones back in the day, but now they they're trying to make them smaller and smaller and lighter and stuff. Mm. So his dad was one of the innovators in terms of that, and he had like um he taught his son some good things like something like at the line, or uh, something like focus, breathe, and I can't remember the last one, but it's cool there, yeah, man. I like I like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's always been like always leading the. Stats on um on fantasy on fantasy in NFL, yeah, so he's, yeah. he's up there, he's up there. Yeah. But um, but let's like out of uh forty niners and uh KC, who are you who are you going for? I want to go for KC. Eh? I think um, how long has it been since they last one? <laughs> it won okay. last year. Last year. <laughs> I don't know. Eh? I think I'm. I think I'm more of a um. More of a, um, a colors person, eh? So red, red. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I'm more for the colors, man. Um, yeah, but I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't really big on um, watching the um, the NFL, um, the Super Bowl finals. But I was always just keen on watching the halftime show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if the game, if the if the scoreline was like, let's say fourteen, I might watch it. But if it was like a blowout. I wouldn't, wouldn't try and watch it, you know, because, but then again, I think I've watched two um, halftime shows and then I've come back to watch and I've seen the team that was leading at the break end up losing, you know. Hmm. I think now, it was the Patriots, the Patriots game. Do you remember that game? The Patriots and they were ahead. Fucking, and they lost today. I forgot who they played in the final. But it was one of those games. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, haven't been, I haven't been following any of it to be honest one one of my favorite things man about um watching sports is like watching the end like when they will finally win it and then just seeing how they all like hug their coaches and their family and like because you know like so much goes into it Hmm. like the whole season the preseason i love watching that whether it's like football basketball baseball like any sports like soccer i just love watching like a final like a world cup final you know any of those like Ones where it took so much, so yeah, I love watching. The, I love watching the Super Bowl for that reason. Even if I don't even like both teams, I just like to see how they celebrate and how they respond. You know, like because they put so much into it, man, and like so much sacrifice, like time away from family and hmm. how to prepare, like uh, all the plays and their mind, their body, and like the the, the brotherhood that the teams create and stuff like that. So uh, I, I love I love watching it. Yeah. And that's why it's like sometimes when um, a team in, in any sport, when a team wins multiple championships in 
in a row. Like the second time and third time, when you see the celebration and the reaction, it's not the same. Yeah. You know? Because they won it before. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you saw the Pinter Panthers win third time? Like, yeah. It wasn't the same as when you saw them win the first time. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I keep saying I like watching a new city win it because yeah, it, like, means so yeah, much yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Like, we're seeing Denver Nuggets win their first one with Jokic in that. Mm. Like, man, that was cool. Or oh, even though Jokic didn't care, he was like, "Oh, I just want to go home." <laughs> <laughs> I love watching, um, yeah, yeah, like the new city win it. Like mm. even back in the days when um, Cronulla Sharks won it for the first time with Gallon and all them. Like, mm. you know, it's cool to see that. I love that. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're right. It does. It does mean a lot, but not as much as like a city who hasn't won it for like 15, 20 years or something like that. Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know you. I know you. Let's. You've been keeping up with the Super Rugby, the preseason games, man. Because I know the Boos oh. have been playing over in Japan. I know Crusaders have been going over to England, playing. Oh, to Ireland, they they played Munster. Yeah, I, I did watch that game. I watched the um the Crusaders just lose to Munster. Fuck, that was an epic game. Goes to show how the Northern Hemisphere lineouts, lineouts, and they play set pieces different from how we played down here. Eh? Um, but the Japanese, bro, I think, man. If I was the Blues management, bro, I wouldn't think I would have gone to Japan, eh? Like, I would have said, fuck, let's go to South Africa and see what we can do. But, yeah, these Japan games, bro, um, I don't know how much it's benefiting the um, the, the front rowers, even the Lucys, because as soon as they bring the new legs on, fuck, it's a blowout, eh? It's like a waste of time. Well, the Blues um, played their, um, their bench mostly, yeah. They've been bench, playing, oh, that's simple, it's like, if you're a starting like front row, like in the past, the Blues have sort of like stuck to their to the AB's sort of five rotation. It's not it's not a, like these these preseason games like there's not a lot to get out of it, you know. If if you're if you're if you're like trying to chase a starting jersey, it's hard to you know it's sort of hard to sort of prove yourself unless you're doing well. Because Angus mm. Tawau is coming off the bench, bro. Like he's not even starting, but when he comes on. Like, bro, he's he's his fitness is probably he's got enough. I'd put him at six, man. Like, because he's getting around the field quite quite a bit, you know. But against those Japanese teams, it's like, oh, um, it's good to see um Perfetta start there and like play the majority of the games. Yeah, it looks um, like he's gonna be number ten. Eh? Yeah, I think um, Zan's gonna be fifteen. Yeah, bro, Zan's bit at the back, man. Mm. I reckon, yeah, his his counter racking, um, his counter attack is better. I think in open space. And he can link better. I'm not too sure about our our new wingers, do we? I'm safe with Caleb, but I don't know about our sevens. Um, import bro, I think he's better off at sevens. Eh? Now they'll have yeah. um, what's his name? Talia. Yeah, Talia, another wing. But I know they try to go for in terms of talent that's on the bench. It's like, bro, you want someone yeah. to come on and cover the back three, like not just one wing, like unless they turn um Caleb Clark into a fullback, which I don't see them trying to do. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, they've got, they're, I think they've still got Lamb on the wing and then and Tangita on another wing, like on the bench. So, uh, but that's what we don't want. We don't want, uh, prefer, I don't want to see Perfetta at the back again. I want to see him start at 10, eh? I think that's where he's mm. best suited. Mm. Put Burton Barrett at fullback. If you, or, you know, put someone else at the back. I like what you said about the um, preseason games, how they easy wins in Japan because you know they lost that loss for Crusaders against Munster probably benefited them more than the Blues yeah, yeah, winning yeah. in Japan eh? like yeah. as as a as a coach um, Yash like would, would it be better for you for teams to win to lose 
preseason games rather than one? Because you can sort things out, eh? Yeah, it's, you want, uh, I feel like you want tough competition, um, you know. Yeah, so you can get better, get a real feel for what's happening. <laughs> Seems like the thing in Japan, I don't know if it's like a money thing, like a building relationships, a bit of a money thing. Um, but I think it's cool, like in terms of a player, like you get a free trip to uh, Japan, you get to <laughs> have a little look around and maybe meet with some clubs, see what uh, some contracts you can work out while you're there and meet with some of the coaches and stuff like that. But I don't think it's good for the for your team. If you're trying you to win like a championship or something like the playing standard, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I can do both, eh? Because like I think if you're like the Crusaders to go up against Munster, like Munster's, you remember Munster played the ABs once and at one point beat the All Blacks. Like to go into a stadium over there and play over at Munster is sort of like, bro, that's the pinnacle of like, like because they're a club, right? They're not like a, they're not like a Super Rugby franchise. They're like a mm. just a, like a rugby club. Yeah, but um, I think to come from behind and try and win the game, and they literally had it, eh? And it just came down to that I, one kick. Like they, I didn't see it. It was the um, but, they turned the game, but for them, it's like they lost their game, but it was their game that they sort of handed over because they missed a kick in front. But it was like there's a lot for them to sort of bounce back from, but it was just the a better start, you know? Because bro, they were getting smashed in the first half. So, so the highlights of the yeah, Hurricanes, um, Highlanders game. Hurricanes got smashed. I don't think they're going to be like any good. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they're going to be any good this season. Hurricanes. I feel like it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but you want to like play a tough competition. Yeah, yeah, you need it. Right? It doesn't really matter if you lose or you win, but you you want to play something good. And I don't know about um, what you guys think, but for me, like. I always believe in like playing your best team. Like I wouldn't, I feel like I would play my bench guys in a different game. Like maybe play against the Auckland, like the local team or something like that. You know, like that's a separate team. Like, and then I would only maybe play my bench guys. Like I would still start everyone or the good guys and then maybe sub them earlier than usually, but I would still play my best team. Cause when you play on round one, you, who do you play with your, your best team? So like, I feel like I would want to build um, like chemistry and cohesion and like sort of see how my team responds together and, and, yeah. and a pressure situation. And then we can make tweaks. Whereas like playing guys out of position or bench guys starting and then thinking that you're just going to click on round one. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't sort of like that. I'd rather play all my main guys and then maybe sub them half time or like 50 minutes in, get the bench guys that run or just play my bench guys. Um, in a different game hold together like it's a different schedule for them but yeah that, that's my take on it I know there's a lot of money like playing on your main guys but I don't know it's high risk high reward man <laughs> Jordan, Jordan didn't play like miss any games man He's playing every game all the, all the greats oh, they play they want to play they don't want to like save themselves you know hmm yeah. Mm. I've been watching because I'm a Manny Seagulls fan. I've been watching their their new documentary series on on YouTube called The Manly Way, and it's just a documentary, short documentary. I think it's like they're like 15 minutes long, um, just documenting their preseason. So they're up to episode six now, and like man, just 
that's good, man. It's good for the fans, eh? It's good for the fans to see the inside and what goes on in their facilities, what they've got. Man, Manly's a rich club, man. Their facilities is zacky, man. Like, all the latest technology shit. Like, you know, on, on, on Rocky Four, when Drago's got his technology <laughs> and... and <laughs> yeah, yeah, And Rocky's in the snow. Well, you know, Manny Seagulls, Darren got the technology like Drago, man. It's that kind of yeah. stuff. Hey. <laughs> I think all the club, but, all the clubs have it now. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, reminded me of, the nah, stuff. I, you yeah. gotta, I gotta be honest, man. Like when you said that, I got a mate who brought his boy over to trial for the Warriors, um, SG ball, and he walked in and he was expecting another wing when he turned the corner and he was like, fuck, I walked into Kibra. The son was at Kibra and he goes, the Kibra training facility is fucking almost 10 times better than the Warriors one. That's him being straight up. So it goes Truth. to show, man, the difference is, yeah. Because mm. it's small, it's tiny. It's, it's you know, He said, that's probably what the Kibra training room looked like before. <laughs> that's yeah. how it's revamp. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool because I know, I know the South Sydney Rebels have, uh, have a documentary series as well. West Tigers have one as well, but they're good. They eh? they good to have these things. It reminds me of the hard knocks um, episodes they have in the states with the NFL oh, um, preseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. It's good for the fans eh? to get to know the team, um, who's coming up, and um, you know the background and how they train and all that kind of stuff. Nah, I find it really interesting. Eh? Re- really cool. Eh? It's it's good to see the boys bond because you know, yeah. you know they know on the field like they're there for you each other you know you never really know that you really know that they're there for each other they play for each other but you want to know where that background comes from and it comes from the preseason when they when they're bonding to do the team bonding to do their trainings yeah. and together and they go out together you know you got the backs go out together and you got the forwards go out together you get to know each other and then they have these mental health sessions where they talk about their families to each other like stand up front and say why you why you love the game of rugby league and why are you doing this for? And they talk about their families and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it really gets the boys together. And you it's really cool to see all that, you know? And, like, it just makes you as a fan part of the team even more. Like, <laughs> like you, you know, when, they, when they're going to play in the field, field, I already know. And it's it's cool because, you know, we got we, we picked up uh, Luke Brooks from from West Tiger. So he's there in the episodes. He's, he's trying to be under, you know, DCE, like he's going to play number six, and you we, I can see how he's getting to know the club, and you can see he's doing these little interviews, and you're thinking, oh yeah, man, like it's really cool. Like you, you know, it's really cool to see all this kind of stuff. So you, you get invested more in your team. So I love it. I'm loving it. Eh? So that's the Manly Way. If you're a Manly fan, Manly Seagulls fan, go watch the Manly Way on on YouTube. <laughs> We're on episode six right now. <laughs> they um. <laughs> That's what the rugby need to do, eh? Stuff like that. Mm. Like, to grow, you know, help grow the game and, like, grow the fun. You know, you're saying about, like, the football having heaps of stop, stoppages, but yet the, the product's good. Like, rugby could sort of learn from the league, eh? Doing things like that to, to get people to buy in more and, um, you know, be more fanatical with their following their teams. Well, that's what NRL's doing. Now, that's what NRL's doing. Yeah, so I'm saying they need to follow right the NRL. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, the entertainment factor. The entertainment value in NRL is meant up here. No, I'm saying, but with that, this will help them follow whether it's mm. good or bad. You know, if they know the behind stories and the back stories, and that that'll help them to buy in more. Yeah, exactly. And that's coming from a guy that man. I'm a rugby union guy. Like my heart and soul is rugby union. Like first and foremost. But man, my game's suffering, man. 
Super Rugby Pacific suffering. If you compare stuff, you know what? Even if you go on Netflix and you go watch, there's a program called um, the Six Nations. Like there's Six Nations got a documentary, <laughs> and that's even way better. Like Northern Hemisphere Rugby Union is way better than what's down here, man. Our product sucks, and we need to come back, man. We need to come back and do something. But we need it. We need it. We need Empire Boys to share, man. <laughs> but the, the game of the round is going to be the Chiefs and Blues, bro. Has to be up here, eh? This year. Mm. That's that's the game we got to go and watch, man. Even if it's at a pub. Well, interesting you said that because this week's preseason game is Chiefs and Blues. Oh man. But I mean, it's time for them to put all that traveling into some action, man. Because you know we've, we've been so close. So many times, and it just feels like, man, <laughs> we need to um, solidify our our destiny this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, I'm uh, moving on. Um, I'm next. You've got a we've got a new segment called uh, "What's on Social Media." Yeah, you've posted a few uh, videos on the uh, on the Inside the Clip Facebook group page. Uh, that's come off social media. Yeah, so the first one is um is a teacher. She's just been pulled over from a um a guy asking random questions, and and for me it was just the confidence in the teacher and 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 how she was answering the question. But the question was, Where? it's not a word. If he got that, did any of you get that right when he, when he said put D in front of river? Tell you the truth, I didn't get it right the first time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, I need you to wait, man. I was like, driver. What is it? Uh, D in front of driver. the river. Yeah. Oh, yeah, driver, yeah. And he said, put the D in front of, in front of the, the word river. What is the spell? And she said, that's not a word. D river. Because D river isn't a word, but driver is a word. <laughs> Um, there was another one where uh, where I was a bit confused. Like I didn't know who to be angry at, and there was a lady on Instagram. She 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 sits down by her partner, says she she made something and it's in a bowl, and he said she said try it, but it's the way she goes off at him. I don't know. You gotta you gotta maybe listen to the audio. I'll oh, let me play it. I'll play it. Hold on, I'll just go to the bathroom. <laughs> but I've heard, I don't know, I feel like it's made out of, like, straight away my instinct would have been, oh, yum, what's in it? And I'd I'd, 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 be seen, I'd be keen to sit down and taste it. But I don't know who to be angry at. Nah, she intended them to eat it. Like, you can't sit down next to someone with a bowl, with a spoon. You know, what are you going to do with a spoon with a white um, substance? Like, of course you're going to put it in your mouth. It's like ice cream, right? Like, what would it be a spoon for? You know? Yeah. Automatically, you're going to put that in your mouth. Yeah, 
I didn't think of it like that, but I was mad at her, really. Like, because she put it, like, beside him, but he wasn't paying attention, eh? So he wasn't paying attention. Like, he was just like, like you know? Yeah, but, you know, if it was me, you wouldn't have to pay attention because you're sitting down playing the game, right? Or whatever he's doing. Yeah. And then... And then you, and then if your girlfriend sits down next to you with a bowl of something, with a spoon in it, and says, "Try this out," then of course you're gonna scoop it up and put it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty, um, pretty ruthless. Eh? And the last one is of the. Um, did you see the? There's a family. They must be doing a baptism. And I don't know if it's the minister, but the minister gets a bit, bit a bit too hands on, man. So the mum standing there cuddling the baby, like ready to maybe I don't know, maybe put baby backwards to get the holy water splashed up his head. But this minister literally does the undertaker and like does the the hand, like the hand in front of the kid's face. What? Yeah, man. So like, if you watch it. It's only like maybe like twelve seconds, but he starts off like oh, oh, acting happy and stuff, and then baby starts to cry. In a stick it gear like that, ah, ah. <laughs> bro. And then the minister's hand just goes boom, like right in front. Oh, of yeah, the yeah, I watched that. Yeah, bro. And then he's like, I don't know whether he's lost his shit or he's being real. Oh. But like, what would you have done if that was you, That's like? The baby. So, like, what would you have guys done in that situation if you were to go see your baby or be there and be like, oh, yeah, this is our godson, like, you know? Like, what would you have done, man? Like, uh, it's really it's angry. I got one uh, one comment from Vita saying, bro, honestly, they pulled baby away too late. Like, <laughs> you know, the other, girl that pulled, the other girl that behind them, has she, she put her arm on him, to say, hey, relax, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's when you fucking take the baby out, man, or, or knock him out or something. Yeah, it was like, man, my first thought was like, it's an elbow to the dude, but he's an old fella, Ray. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, just just get your baby out of there, eh? Just, you know, like, hey, hey, you know, and then just grab your baby off the guy. But yeah, my first thought was just like, elbow the guy in the head. But like you said, I was like, man, I don't want to end up on the news for like knocking out a priest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> man when i saw that when i saw the hand open and close right that's when they should have grabbed baby and he the dad or the guy gonna be the godfather should have grabbed baby and just did a little elbow across the <laughs> yeah yeah maybe it's just hey. a, like a little one a more of like a, a shake-up one a a little <laughs> little thing and then stand on his cloak and then oh you know sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah yeah no, i think you got it right eh? I think my foil was a bit too aggressive, but that that sounds like a good one. The little <laughs> little elbow and just a little push out of the way. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Like just what you what's coming up on social media. Eh? It's like suddenly when I saw that, I was like so upset. Eh? I was like, damn it. <laughs> it. It reminded me of like a bird snatching something in it. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> poor man. Okay, um, next we've got a, I think this is a fear book of the week or sick kind of the week, but anyway, it's a story about, um, if, here's a scenario, okay, I'm going to give you guys a scenario. You're busting in to go, you're busting to go to the toilet, right? And you're outside, 
You see the nearest public toilets, right? You run to it. You go in. There's five stalls in this public toilet. It's all <laughs> empty. So you decide to go to the last one, right? The last one. Because there's a little privacy, even more privacy you want. Because <laughs> the last thing you want is to go into the public toilet and there's like people in there already, right? But fortunately, there's no one in there. So you go to the last stall, right? You go in and sit down, start doing your business. Then you hear footsteps of another person walking into the, the public toilet, right? And then, but you know, you know, you're the only one in there, right? And you know, there's four other stalls next to you, right? Because you took the last one. You hear the footsteps coming all the way up to the one next to you. Now, obviously, your door is closed, so that person knows that there's someone in there. You, right? But that person doesn't care. He sits next. He goes into the store next to yours. How do you feel? Just let, let it go, go, man. My turtle head just went back in my mood. It just <laughs> fuck. Where did you fucking go over here? And I'm gonna tell you why, man. Like, if you ever have like toilet anxiety, right? It's like, for example, like when I'm out on my deck, right, and like my toilet window is right there. And there's some people that just want to go in there, just like you know, when you're in your four walls of the toilet, man. Any noise, right? You don't care about the noise cancelling and all that shit, but you just want to go bang, boom. <laughs> But the worst is feels when someone's freaking right outside the toilet. You know what I mean? Like imagine in a crowded house and that's the only toilet and like, man, your house is full. What do you do? Go to BP. What if the toilet's locked there? It's that. It's that thing. So I understand the guy's frustration, man. Because I've been to the toilet at work, bro, and then all of the cubicles are full. And then you go to the handicap one and that one's full. Then you just got to do that. Damn it. Are you going to walk back inside or do you just go and make yourself a cup of tea and pretend you're not holding your kill? <laughs> so, yeah. I'll be pissed, bro. No, I, I can't stop, eh? Once, once, uh, once <laughs> my ass hits that, the seat, man, then <laughs> it's all systems go, you know? So what do you do to block out the sound? Do you just, just, just close your no, eyes? I don't care. This guy, this person's just laying marks right now. No, it's about, the, it's about the person next to you. What? How would you feel? I don't. I don't care if it's in the public. It's more like, um, like if I'm at home and I've got to do a kaka or whatever, and and it's close to the sitting room, and then I probably will hold it. You know, like at home I'm more conscious than in public. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, public, I don't really care. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if I'm at like friends or family's house, then I'm I'm a bit more like. Uh, you know, like, oh, there's a lot of people, you know, like, it depends on where the, the bathroom's placed, you know what I mean? Yeah, if it's, yeah. like, near where everyone's sitting or something like that, then I'll be like, oh, no, I'll wait, I'll wait till I go home or something like that. But um, out in public places, I'm not, I don't really care. It's just all strangers and stuff. True that, man. You, you know? shouldn't, mate, because you're never going to see them again. But, yeah, in houses, yeah, for sure. I'm what is this, what, what? Yeah. But what does that say about a person if they're conscious about all that kind of stuff? Because if it was me in that situation that happened to me, I mean, I'll be banging on the side of my the wall. Eh? You know, what the fuck, man? There's like three others. <laughs> like, why do you need to come next to me, man? <laughs> yeah, I'll be fucked. I can understand the frustration, dude, but in my mind, I'd be like, nah, man, I'm just going to gas this guy out, man. He better be prepared to come sit next to me. That's what I used to go on my mind. But then again, you know, knowing public toilets, there's going to be stores. The worst, the worst one would be if paper you're in, taking a piss and then or something like they that. came and stood next to you and took a piss. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what would you say? Would you say something? You would say something. The old school the old school or like the the new the new ones. <laughs> what would you say in that situation? <laughs> would you say, hey man. Uh, <laughs> you do the cough. You want to see over here, man. You do the cough ones when you're if you got it. <laughs> Okay, boys, uh, we're going to move into memory lane. I'll let you put up uh, something <laughs> that goes uh, down yeah. memory lane hard. I'm just, um, I'm just going off like what's happening on the on the on the WWE now. Oh, on wrestling. So I don't know if you guys know, but Vince McMahon's been stood down from the board. He's had no um, sexual assault accusations against him. So this debacle has been going on for the last three or four months. He's now um, been pushed out of the board. Of TKO, the actual um, wrestling group, and now the appointing of The Rock to the TKO board, he's now a member on the board, and that was his return to WWE as well. So he's supposed to be on um this coming's um this year's WrestleMania 40, and the current champs Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, what's funny is that on my memory lane on my normal Facebook page, this um classic i must have been like maybe five when this came out but the SummerSlam, the wwe SummerSlam um between macho man redney savage and zeus versus hulk hogan and british the barber beefcake this is 1989 and how about that i got it right too so it would have been five man but i just remember it because eh? it's like a i remember they played like little videos leading up to it like I mean, wrestling would come on um, Friday night, but during the weekend they'll play little snippets of like what's been happening behind the scenes. But the video, what it shows is the um, the handbag, and I remember Elizabeth, but also the other the other female. I forgot her name, but can you remember any of that else? I think I got confused with the eighty-eight SummerSlam because eighty-eight SummerSlam is one I I, I I truly remember. The eighty-eight SummerSlam. But but this one you're talking about, the '89 SummerSlam, yeah, that was the main event between Hulk Hogan, British Bob, Beefcake. This is the first time Zeus actually takes a knee, eh? Like he had never fallen over. Like I remember him and Randy Savage, like their um their tag team because they were like a new fresh tag team, eh? And I know they would they wouldn't have come up against Warlord and that, but I think it's the British Bulldog and his partner. I know like during the week, the week um. Fights building up to that. Well, the girl was Elizabeth. Eh? Elizabeth was was much a man. Eh? Yeah, was, he was. They, that was when um, Savage and Hogan were together, but then they had the falling out. Right, because they were together in '88. That was yeah. the the Mega Bucks versus Mega Powers. Yeah, but yeah, I just remember it being like, like just watching it back. I was like, damn, that was some cool wrestling storylines back in the day. Hey, like you know, I remember, remember the um, HOD. They did the gag about Hulk Hogan when <laughs> in the hospital. They did that skit. Oh, Hol- Hollywood husbands of Sam Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a drama before oh, the 80, 89 the Summer Slam. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That's right. That was crackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this voice of his man. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember this one, but not as vaguely as I remember. I, I remember this vaguely. I, I remember more of the eighty-eight one. Yeah. Mm. 
who's so who's in that one? The eighty-eight one is it the same? Is it the same one? No, nah, it's matchup? Hulk Hogan and Macho Man versus Teddy Biasi and oh yeah, 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 and Andre the Giant. Oh, true. Mm. Wow, that would have been cool. Eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember, I remember back in school because that was when everyone was um. Was dubbing v- VHS, so I got yeah. a dubbed version of SummerSlam '88 on VHS that I took home. Yeah. And man, because because I remember um, Superstars of Wrestling came on Sundays uh, at night yeah. on TV, but they never showed the the events. Eh? like where Rumble and shows the ending at the yeah, what happens at night? Yeah. So it was a treat when I got there. SummerSlam '88. But that's it, man. Wrestling is part of our, our um, our um, childhood, oh, like mm. growing up. <laughs> yeah. So I even clicked at the cards. I had the cards too, the bubblegum yep. cards. Mm. Man, those um wrestling figurines would be those are pretty cool, eh? Right, yeah. the figurines are mean, man. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job with those, eh? Yeah, I probably, to be honest, I probably started to turn off wrestling, like when um. Lex Luger and like Sid Vicious started that sort of came about, but then mm. not long after that, that's when Eric Fischoff had officially started up WCW, and then Hulk Hogan was sort of pushed out of um mm. out of um wrestle um yeah wrestling eh? That's when Sting came came along eh? Yeah, that's when Sting and but that was like I think if you think about it, without Hogan and uh, Big Show and that Razor Ramon and that if they hadn't left. Wrestling probably wouldn't be what it is now, you know what I mean? Because hmm. to be honest, man, like to have a whole nother thing to watch on a Friday night, especially with all the the big names, especially with um with Diesel, Lee, Kevin Nash, like that was like <coughs> that was cool, man. Like NWA, like look at all the Max boys used the the exact sort of sort of same thing, eh? and it's still iconic, man, because it's hmm. like that's the split of them having um WCW and that and their own storylines. Yeah, um, mm. what's good? Yeah, yeah, my brother in law still got the Mags World Order hat, still. He still got the hat. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Pretty like, man, I've listened to um, a couple of the wrestlers lately uh, on the Joe Rogan. They are like, oh, not lately, but oh, lately I listened to the to the one where The Rock was on there. And then I think last year I listened to Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. It's pretty cool hearing like all the wrestling stories and. At like the background and man, these guys are hard workers, eh? Like all the shows mm. traveling in different cities. Yeah, and then man. They're like training and then they're partying and then they just back up and that. And... It's like kind of amazing that Hulk Hogan is still alive, eh? Yeah, yeah. After oh, all yeah, his yeah, yeah. everyone is all the past wrestlers that passed away, eh? Yeah. Heaps of them, eh? A lot of them. He's pretty cool, man. Like he, um, he became like a Christian and all this stuff and that. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, um, Man, yeah, all the surgeries he's had and the pain he's Amazing, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many reconstructions he's had on his knees. Um, even when he shared about, like, the supplements that he stopped taking, like, in the roids and that, like, through that, through that era. Yeah. And just how just being lean and lighter and being able to be more flexible about his lifestyle. No way. Yeah. He's a yeah, fear, bro. He would have died ages ago. But, bro, he's a testament to what he's done with his life. He just changed his diet and just the less impact on the body now. Yeah, but he's like, the man. These guys mm. take a beating, eh? They take a beating. 
But he wasn't even like 50-something when he took on... 57 when he took on The Rock. Fuck. I can't remember the numbers, but yeah. He... Fuck, that's crazy, man. 57. And then good neck as he was. Shit. And... Well, all, all those wrestling stories are cool, like when they talk about... like Because we just watched the, the, the fight... But then when they talk about like what was happening in the background, like oh, I was injured and and this guy he let me win and he was good sport about it and or this guy he didn't want me to win and you know like all that sort of stuff like the rivalries, oh, yeah, yeah. like whether they really liked each other or not and some did some didn't and because um, I yeah I watched the Ultimate Warrior documentary like last year as well so it's all cool stuff. Or yeah, you even could... even when they had um, <laughs> kiss the floor come on back on one view five. When you talked about his his stint doing wrestling in Japan and in Australia. Yeah. Like he talks about the stories like the preparation and, and the tricks of the trade and what they have to do before the match and Yeah. yeah you know yeah. how it's you know, it's interesting there. Yeah. Well here in like the um Ultimate Warrior was saying like, cause he was uh McMahon made him like sort of rise to the top pretty quickly, like quicker than usual. And but it was pretty big like when um he he, he wrote up that he would beat uh, Hulk, you know, and become the champion, like, cause you know, Hulk was the man before Ultimate Warrior came about, and but it was just, it was pretty cool just to see like how much of a good team player and how humble the, um, Hulk Hogan was that he was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose, you know, to this new guy, and he's gonna become the champ. Like, oh man, it's a good sport, a eh? good team player, cause like some guys didn't like that, you know, it's like he's new, he hasn't paid his dues and stuff like. That. You know, he hasn't been around long enough. But, yeah, he was a pretty good sport about it all. And then it panned out better for him, too, because, you know, he had a longer longer career. Okay, sweet boys, uh, we'll come to the next segment. Uh, what have we been watching? Oh, man, as you would have known, I've been following that Matai story that's been on Facebook. So they finally dropped their episode 28. And, yeah, it's sort of like... Um, I hate to say it, man, but I sort of like just dragging now. Like, you know, you want to know what happens. Like, are they going to get married? Is this guy, is Lorenzo going to finally end up with his missus? Because, like, I'll say, I'll, I'll spoil alert. Because um, Lorenzo's character is the Ao Ao. He's been, he loves this, this chick and her dad's fully like Asian looking man. But he's got a pair of nunchucks, bro. But he is like the ruthless I want that. Like, you know, when he, someone knocks on the door and he goes, what are you doing here? You better get out of here before I come over there and knock you out. He's that that dad. Whereas he's like so um anti anyone coming over. And that storyline sort of like cool because now Lorenzo is supposed to be his character, he's supposed to be went for a swim and did a make a back. And he's been in hiding too. He's been missing for the last five episodes. He's that appeared all of a sudden. And now it's just a waiting game, like you know. His, finally, his girlfriend's dad said, "Sweet, you got, you can come over." But when I say it's time to go home, you need to leave. So he's like pretty direct like that. And then the other couple, they've appreciated their love for each other, but the girl's dad, who's the minister, won't, won't, won't like he won't give their give his blessing. So that's sort of like where it's at now, and just be waiting on that. But finally, man, Shortland Street's back on. So, man, life's good, man. Life's good again. Um, yeah, man, some good um, intros of new characters on Shorty. 
um that's been real good and yeah same old same old man i've been looking at these camper builds eh, and knowing how to um lift the height of the trailer like the right height and stuff and putting bigger wheels on so yeah that's what i've got sorted i should be watching how to make a slide gate eh, but there's not enough content on there people aren't making content on how to make them so i'll just stick to the camera van so now nah, that's all i've been watching nothing yeah. nothing interesting just same old same old <laughs> <laughs> now yeah watched a couple of good movies like since like through the holidays and all that we watched the valerie adams um documentary which was really good really enjoyed that it was a good insight into her life and her story and then uh, as i mentioned earlier we watched the um john farnham you're the voice story that was that was that was pretty awesome as well and then in terms of um oh yeah the other shows i've been watching was your guys two recommendations so uh the first one we watched was the bear we uh, me and my wife we we chipped away at that we watched that and then yeah. we've just started on uh yellowstone so we're about four episodes deep but yeah that's no, really good really enjoyed yeah. the bear bear was awesome bear was awesome uh man great storyline like i guess for listening man it's pretty intense it's intense stuff. There's a lot of swearing if you're, yeah, I don't mind it. Like, I'm all good. But, yeah, the acting was awesome, man. The story. Nah, I loved it, eh? Great series. And then um, Yellowstone. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that as well. So, shop boys for the, um, the heads up. So, being, yeah, watching those. We just, like, yeah, it's they've both been good ones. Like, I can watch with my wife as well. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um yeah, then I guess, yeah, those, and then some, I've been watching like a bit of uh, YouTube stuff, uh, as I mentioned, like Christian McCaffrey, like I've been, I've been enjoying watching the, uh, like a day in the life sort of stuff, um, like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, more day in the life stuff, but yeah, and I've been, I have watched some good stuff lately, but yeah, Valerie Adams, man, really good, really good one, John Farnham, I want, I want to watch the, uh, it's an old one, but there's a couple of ones, but these ones I have to pay for, because I had to pay for those. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was because um, they had the fine. Uh, the, I want to watch the Star Wars. Link to watch the sorry. The I'll give you the link to watch the Yellowstone on. Oh no, we've got that. I mean, in terms, of, I had to pay for, to watch Valerie Adams and oh, okay, John Farnham, and then I want to watch uh, Star Bender. He's got one like it's sort of like a little docker and the the Richard McCall one. Tasting great. It's an old one, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of ones, but now I had some good. Good, uh, good uh, entertainment lately. Some good stuff. Oh, and I've been watching. Oh, sorry. The last thing in terms of sports, I've been watching like the women's basketball. The uh, the fever's on at the moment, and just watching New Zealand because you know, like I just like to see how the women's going for, for like when my girls get older. I just noticed like the the other countries just play more aggressive. Eh? They play more like they're more physical. It's sort of like fouls too, but they they play like they push it to the limit where. Like, you know, they put it on to the ref to call it. You know, they'll go reach in and they'll push and bump and they all push each other in that. So, it's, yeah, it's sort of interesting to see the way the world plays. They're not scared of America anymore, like all the other countries, like in the women's and the men's. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't really care, really. Because I think because they all play in, like, the WNBA or the NBA, international players, and they don't really care. So, I've been enjoying watching the, the basketball as well. Oh, it's good you've been watching the the bear. This is one of my oh. favorites. I can't wait for season three. Eh? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah we watched it. Is it real until next season? Or hasn't started yet. Nah, season two just just came out. I think season three will come out next year. Oh, 
maybe middle of this year. Yeah, I didn't realize it won a lot of awards and stuff, eh? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the actors. Now it's good. Did you get up to season two or no? Yeah, yeah, we're up to date now. Yeah, yeah, we watched oh, yeah. all of it. Yeah, uh, season two is good, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that uh, that dinner scene is crazy, eh? Yeah. The seven, <laughs> the seven fish, man. That was intense. That was intense. <clears throat> yeah, I've been watching a whole lot of things, eh? I watched, I'll, I'll talk about a movie and a TV series, so... TV series I started watching is one called Expats. It's on Prime TV. It's like a six episode miniseries. It's a sl- slow burn, bit of a drama, but it's about um, expats, American expats that live in Hong Kong. And it stars um, and it follows it follows th- three women. So one of the women is uh, Nicole Kidman. She's got a husband, Chinese American husband, and their kids. They moved to Hong Kong for husband to work there. He's got it's got a two year contract or something, but um and then and then it follows a their babysitter who's a, a a Korean woman is doing her OE. She's American Korean doing her OE in Hong Kong, so she's she's their babysitter. Then it follows then their next door neighbor who's Nicole Kidman's best friend. She's Indian. She's American Indian, but she's over in Hong Kong for work. So she's a big time lawyer. So anyway, the story is about these three women and what happens is that um Nicole Kidman's son youngest son he's like five years old the babysitter um they, they go out to a um they go out to a night market in Hong Kong and the babysitter loses the son loses him he goes missing so the story is around how the babysitter is dealing with the situation and then Nicole Kidman and the family they hate hate on her they blame her for losing their son. The son is missing. And then, so it's, the story goes on. But the other connection of the story is the other, the Indian woman, the Indian woman who's the best friend, American Indian woman, her husband is cheating on her with the babysitter. So it's like a triangle sort of thing. And the, and the story follows these, the three lives of these three women. It's a whole, a whole lot of drama happening. And if you're into that sort of thing, it's kind of like um, out of it. So there's that. It's called Expats. It's on uh, Prime TV. Um, a movie I just saw yesterday. It's called American Fiction. It's got um, stars black actor named uh, Jeffrey Wright. If you know him, he he was he was Felix on on the latest James Bond movies. He's also Commissioner Gordon on the latest Batman movie. If you know that actor, he stars in this movie called American Fiction. He plays a um, sort of like a a rich black man who's a English teacher, but he's also a novelist, and he writes these he writes these novels that, that they get published, but they're not famous. Then they don't make any money because he's a black man writing these stories, not about black people. So he's not getting any recognition for it. But he's in a situation where other black authors are writing books about. Uh, black situations like in the streets and all that like the how they talk and all that and they're getting more recognition than him and it's something to do with like um with diversity or how the white man how they view black authors and what stories they want to write so he's in the conflict with that so he decides to write his next novel he decides to act as like a like there's a thug that that's just come out of prison and, and writes this novel about being on the street, but he's all he's acting just just to prove a point. 
that his writing is not about what he feels, but what everyone else wants him to write, or what what everyone else wants black people to write about. So he, he goes on that sort of thing. So that's um, American fiction, and it's it's, it's a pretty good film. I gave it a, a four out of five because it's 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 pretty toxic to like what's happening with diversity and stuff. If you think about it, it's not really right. It's just like something that needs to be out there that doesn't necessarily be what we want to be out there. Like if we were like um, Pacific Islanders and want to put our story out there, like it, it only goes out there because the white people want it to be out there. Yeah. Like they pick and choose, you know, they pick and choose stuff. Like if it's not about the, if it's, if it's a story is not about Pacific Islanders struggle, then they, they, they don't want to hear it. And it sort of like puts us down. So the thing, so it's it's kind of like around that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, other stuff happened in the film, but that's just the the basic um, background of what the film's about. But uh, I I enjoyed. So I give um, expats the the TV series I talked about maybe out of five. I give it a I know it's interesting enough, but I give it a three out of five. But American fiction, I give it a four out of five. It's pretty good. Okay, boys, uh, let's get into our, our last words. I like the uh, watching the Yellowstone. There's, there's a lot of good lines in there. There's a lot of um, good thoughts. Like, it's pretty, pretty educational, too, about, like, you know, farming, uh, like, cowboy life, and then also the Indian, like, American Indian history and stuff like that. But there was a line that I really liked uh, in the episode we watched last night. He's like, you're not, he, Jimmy's saying, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not cut out to be a cowboy. And um, what's his name? The tough guy. Um, Rip, Rip, he goes, you're not cut out, you're cut in. And I was like, ooh, damn, I like that, eh? Like, they sort of make you into it, you know, by being so tough and hard. And so you're not cut out for it, you're cut in. And I was like, so that's probably my, my words for tonight is like, <laughs> you're not cut out you're cut in so it's you gotta like do hard things to get like whatever you whatever it is you want like you maybe uh, even myself I've thought I'm not cut out for stuff like oh maybe I'm not meant to do this but like the hardest thing will it's like making you cut out for it yeah whatever that challenge is I was like man I like that eh like all the stuff, Jimmy, because you know he's pretty soft and weak and all that. But all the stuff they're making him do, he's slowly getting cut. Out, you know, being made to be cut out for it. And so, yeah, that, 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 man, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you're not, you're not cut out. You're cut in. Nice. Um, my final words is um, oh, to anyone thinking about doing stuff and still on the edge of their seat or still standing on the edge, man, they haven't taken a leap of faith yet. Just jump, man. You ain't gonna know until you land. Um, yeah, I've taken that bit of a uh, motivation and sort of just used it um sparingly or when it suits myself. But um, I know you know if you don't if you don't manifest it or if it keeps it keeps you awake at night, man, the only thing you can do is just act on the day. But um, also my um, my final words just um something about parenting. Eh? So like, I came across one that was called housekeeping. So give your kids chores, man. Hold them accountable. Um, require honesty and teach them respect. Then raise your child. 
don't just grow than me. Um, I know a lot of parents probably just too busy, too busy, you know, just trying to just, just passing by or like just when they need stuff. But man, remind your kids, man, as you were reminded as you as you grew into your teens and into your adulthood, man, you gotta you gotta take accountability and you gotta be able to do stuff on your own, man. Because I feel sometimes we might let go or we feel like we let go too early. But I think in the long game, you want your kids to remember the teachings and not just be one of those, um, have a whole lot to choose from and then just pick the ones that they remember that make them happy. So, yeah, my final words, man. You know what it is? Short, short. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> okay, my final words. It's the month of February. Everyone's getting back into work. But it's also month of uh, preseason for NRL and uh, Super Rugby. Looking forward to the seasons coming up. I think 23rd of uh, this month, Super Rugby starts. And then the following two weeks or something, early March, NRL starts. So I'm looking forward to, to both seasons. I think the um, Indigenous game's up soon, though. I think it's coming up this week or next week. It's coming up, yeah. I'm not sure when. Indigenous oh, game. Yeah, and then, coming, yeah. then the big one in, in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> Opening up the NRL season in Las Vegas. Oh, it's cool because I saw the next episode for Manly Way will be, let's say, coming up next episode, Las Vegas preparation. Oh, wow. So Who's playing that, that game? We've got a South Sydney Manly game. I think, yes, yeah, Manly, South Sydney, Broncos and and Roosters. Ooh. I think the two games. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. over there. Mm. Yeah, man, so looking forward to that. It's been a long time, it feels like, since uh, in between sports. <laughs> I, I like cricket, but not as much as, as rugby and r- rugby league. So, Bring on round 10 <laughs> of the NRL, bro. <laughs> All right, boys, as always, appreciate you jumping on board on this episode of MCL The Clip. Do it next week. Let's get the fuck out of here. Ah, so